issue tomorrow. The former Attorney General and Beaconsfield MP Dominic Grieve says there is a sound legal basis for bombing IS. As long as the Prime Minister considers that the United Kingdom can help and that we can use reasonable, necessary and proportionate means to achieve a legitimate aim, which is to stop the unlawful activity taking place, then the intervention by ourselves or indeed anybody else in support of the Iraqi government will undoubtedly be lawful. David Cameron is to apologise in person for passing on comments the Queen had made privately about the Scottish referendum result. He had been heard telling a former New York mayor about the Queen's relief that voters had rejected independence. Staff at Luton-based Monarch Airlines have voted for a pay cut as part of plans to restructure the company. More than 90% voted in favour of pay cuts of up to 30%. Strike action had been threatened over plans to cut 1,000 jobs. News of the vote comes the day after a confirmation of likely new owners next month. Unions say the workers are sacrificing a lot and remain committed to the future of Monarch in Luton. A transgender model has been barred from a fashion show at next month's MK exhibition. Milton Keynes Modelling Angels says it's been told it can't include the model Michelle in the show. More from you and Duncan. The Milton Keynes-based modelling firm had arranged an audition which was filmed on behalf of the MK exhibition event. The company's managing director, Angie Soas, said she then heard that the transgender model couldn't be included in the fashion show because it wasn't the right venue. She said she was told that it's not discrimination, but they were just being practical. The MK exhibition organiser, Peter Barnett, said the fashion show was something that was talked about, but never agreed or advertised to be part of the exhibition. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons have been drawn at home to fellow League One side Sheffield United in the fourth round of the League Cup. Last night's draw gave the Dons a fourth successive home game in this season's competition. The weather, a sunny start with cloud increasing, staying dry in most places though, a maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. You can do it right now, please. Morning guys, happy BBC Introducing Day as we celebrate the birth of new music, we celebrate the death of old music. Jason Orange has left Take That, dear listener. they're going to carry on without such a fundamental member. He was like the, um, the, he he was a very, very big member in Take That, wasn't he? Huge part. He was such a member. He was a really important tool, I thought, in the Take That lineup. It's like when those roofers left E17. (laughs) The roofers are back in E17. Are the others? Uh, the the two roofers and the song man are in. All right. The singer's not. Brian Harvey. Yee. Is he all right now? No, well, he over himself. he's damaged goods. Oh, he's damaged goods. But let's not... Th- Genius, let's, you see. Let's not focus on the E17. Because no, we're talking take that. We're talking take that and party. Come on, take that and party. Hey, do you remember your friend Tony Mortimer? Yeah, my good friend Tony Mortimer. I got him on the show once. He did? Yeah. That was... Good. good. Lots coming up in the show today, Catherine. I've not opened the menu, so why don't you tell us what it is? I've not opened it either. Hang on. It goes like this. Green belt gripes. Yep. Transgender troubles. Uh Uh-oh. And something about Jason Orange. Yeah. Across beds, hearts and bucks. Bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. What, there's something about Jason Orange? You can do it right now, please. Anytime you want. Anytime you want, baby. 
just kind of warming up for the show today a bit. A bit. I'm in. I am in a good mood today. I'm all to cock, to be honest. Yeah, I know. I noticed that when I came in. I put my snooze button on three times, hey. which is never a good sign. No. Then I had a shower and I thought I'll put this frock on. I've not worn it for a while. I, I can't remember why. I think I need to sew a button on. No, the button's there. I'll put it on. Put the frock on. Then just as I'm leaving the house, oh. I put my hand to the rear of my frock. Oh. Around the base of my spine. Oh. Great big hole in it. Good morning, That's truckers. Why I've been wearing it. Morning, truckers. There'll be more from Catherine Boyle's um, back. Back. Throughout the show, it's a new feature we're introducing in a desperate bid to try and stop the uh, decline in listenership. I'm hoping it's going to work. Anyway, I changed my frock, but it's not what I planned. You've got, you like got a bit of a cob on today, yeah, mate. You're not, yeah. you're not all there. Yeah. You're not all there. Yeah. They're hugging each other. And it's my little girl's birthday. Well, hang on, why is that a sad thing? Well, I should, be, I should have it off, shouldn't I? Ooh. So you got in this mess in the first place. Um, not really appropriate to make jokes like that when it's... When no, I feel girls. like I should be there. She's three, or as she says, free. Yeah, I know, but still... She wants to be free. Still inappropriate to make jokes about having it off. I want to be free. Don't I know what I can do. Yeah, go on. I'll find her a song with free in it. OK. While you're doing that, do you want to hear a Bee Gees song that you've never heard before that's mental? No, I'm not keen on that. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yes. This is before they became... I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. This is this is before they became that. But is this the one where they do a grolly? He goes. Huh. Okay. See, well, see if you can spot the bit where the lion man goes. Huh. You ready? Here we go. Hang on.
Come on, BGS. <clears throat> now, it used to be that you couldn't build on Greenbelt because it was protected from development. Well, more and more deve- now developers and councils are finding ways around this in order to meet the housing needs, citing what the government call exceptional circumstances. The latest case of this is in Tring in Hertfordshire, where there's a proposal to build 200 homes and a traveller site on the Greenbelt. Well, Catherine Boyle joins me. Now, where are we talking about, Catherine? Well, assuming they're given the go-ahead, we're just at consultation stage with this one at the moment, the new homes will be built on land between Icknield Way and Aylesbury Road, which is now made up of one large and two small paddocks and three medium-sized arable fields. One large and two small what? Paddocks. You said paddocks. I know. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why you said paddocks. Anyway, paddocks, paddocks, they're all the same. The fields, okay? Yeah. Keller Homes owns 9.9 hectares of the 18.3 hectare site and the developer controls most of the rest of it through option agreements. The proposal is part of the Decorum Core strategy, which was adopted by the council in September 2013 after it was found to be sound by the planning inspector. That means uh, all right rather than, you know, sound. sound. At the time, the inspector considered very carefully the evidence provided to him, uh, as is his job, uh, the need for more housing and the effects on the green belt. Development to the site is likely to start as long as consultation, of course, because that is very important. The public can have their say and it will make all the difference. Yeah. Okay. It's likely to start within the next five years following the formal release of the site from the Greenbelt. Okay, what does that mean? Uh, Well, the land west of Tring is currently within the Greenbelt. The core strategy proposes removal of an area from the Greenbelt between Icknield Way and Ellsbury Road, so this bit we're talking about, to accommodate the proposed development. So they're going to redraw the Greenbelt boundary. It used to be the end of the argument, didn't it? It's on Greenbelt. Well, now you can have these exceptional circumstances. Blimey. Um, The council's got to take into account government advice when it draws a new line. Um, And this is what the government says, that boundaries should use physical features that readily are readily recognisable and likely to be permanent. Additional tree <laughs> planting could help define the boundary. So you can do what you like by the sounds of things. Gosh, because yes, when I was growing up, and we very fairly recently, Greenbelt meant, no, you can't touch that. Yeah. Can't touch that. And Hands off. And there were good reasons for having the Greenbelt. Was to protect the countryside. Yeah. And drainage of the land. And if you start building on that now, oh, it's exceptional circumstances. Well, if you start bending the rules now, I don't want to say thin end of the wedge, but isn't it just? You know when you come back from holiday and you fly over England, there is a lot of green there still. Green and pleasant. It might not be in the future. This isn't the only Greenbelt development, is it? It's happening elsewhere. No, there are five other Greenbelt sites which will be be developed. Three in Hemel, with a total of over 1,200 new homes, and including two traveller sites. There'll also be 40 new homes in Berkhamsted to the rear of Hanbury's, and 60 new homes in Bovingdon. So in total, there'll be 17 new traveller pitches. They're going to spread those across three traveller sites in Hemel and Trim. Well, I'm certainly interested, Catherine, but I want to play Arthur Connolly's Sweet Soul Music, so we, we can't discuss it more now, but but where could I go to find out more? Well, if you were able, you know, I know you're a very busy man these days, yeah. um, you know, with um, sleeping and that, yeah. but a public exhibition of the plans for Tring will be held at the Temperance Hall in Christchurch Road, Tring, from 2 till 8 on Tuesday, October the 14th, so put it in your diary. Borough Council officials will be on hand to answer questions during that event, and there are also exhibitions planned for the developments in Berkhamsted, Hemel, Hempstead and Bovingdon. Consultation on all the plans will run from now... Until Wednesday, November the 5th. We say paddock, but we don't say padlock. Yeah? Isn't that curious? Oh 
for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, no accidents or incidents reported across the three counties uh, on the motorways, the M1, certainly building up on the southbound carriageway is heading down to the M25, but no queues from what I can see on camera. Uh, the M25 itself is moving along well. A505 uh, between Lane Buzzard and Dunstable, of course, closed for resurfacing works until the end of the week. And there's a diversion route through Stanbridge, so the A505 closed now just west of Dunstable for the next couple of days. On the trains, a good service with no reported problems this morning. Uh, James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you very much indeed. 6.16. It's Thursday, the 25th of September. I'm Ian Lee. And where's my head? Where's my head? Kelly, could you give me the heads, please? And, um... You can do it right now, please. Ah, thank you very much indeed. Hundreds of new homes with tra- traveller sites attached are set to be built on Greenbelt land in Hertfordshire. The controversial plans involve six sites in Tring, Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Bovingdon. David Cameron has told the United Nations that Britain is ready to play its part in confronting Islamic State extremists. And staff at a Lut- uh, Luton-based Monarch Airlines have voted for a pay cut of up to 30% as part of plans to restructure the company. Core blimey, Governor. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Now, now, I like to see lots of people I don't really recognise dancing, but where can I experience this? I'm Alison Hammond. I'm a TV presenter. I'm Scott Mills, and I'm a DJ. My normal relaxing weekend would be just chilling out with my family. Relax with friends, go to the gym. Maybe going to the cinema. Put a tracksuit on, and that's about it. I love a spray tan. I just want a lot of tassels, I want a lot of glitter. I want to be pecan, that's the colour I want to be. Six packs everywhere. Glitter balls and the judges right there under my nose. The atmosphere is going to be electric, I really can't wait. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to double over with excitement. Weekends are made for dancing. Strictly Come Dancing begins Friday night at 9 on BBC One and BBC One HD. Well, I look forward to seeing Scott Mills pilfering somebody else's dance steps. Garden was blessed by the gods of me and you. We had wears for to find ourselves some truth. Oh, what you waiting for? No, what you waiting for? We counted all our reasons, excuses that we made. We found ourselves some treasure and threw it all away. Oh, what you Carnival, 
Your confidence forgotten I see the gypsies roll oh, What you waiting for no, What you waiting for What you waiting for no, What you waiting for When I dance alone And the sun's beating down Blame it all Please. Exactly what you're waiting for. Do it right now, please. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Catherine is manning the uh, helpline. Um, how many distraught take that fans have we had calling in this morning? Oh, they won't be out of bed yet, will they? Oh, slightly different from when they split up. I remember this morning actually having a, a genuine. They had uh, who's yeah. that? Well, the the woman who does the the the, the um, Denise. Yeah, Denise was on fielding calls yeah. from distraught fans. My sister was one of those fans. Um, she's knocking on forty now. They haven't got time. That's what happens, doesn't yeah. it? You know, we understand Jason's well, decision. If if any if anybody uh, is feeling distraught about uh, the loss of uh, Jason Orange from Take That, they will be carrying on as a trio. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go and see them. Who, who are you going to go and see at Wembley Stadium tonight? Take that. What? Or oh, five of them? No, four? No, three? Gary, Mark, and Howard. If you are distraught, you can give us a call. We'll give you a sympathetic ear, oh, won't we? Won't we? Just oh eight four five nine four double five five double five now. It's claimed a model has been barred from a fashion show at next month's Milton Keynes exhibition because she's transgender. Michelle's agent at Milton Keynes Modelling Angels claimed she was told her services wouldn't be required as it wasn't the right venue. The ex, uh, exhibition's organisers deny discrimination. Well, Jen Kitney is a volunteer at the All About Trans Project. Morning, Jen. Morning. Jen, tell me about the work you do. Um, so, all about trans works with the media to help positive representations of trans people all over the place, and so that means talking to different media organisations and sort of having, having what they call interactions between trans people and, and media professionals, as well as sort of increasing just sort of general awareness of trans people. And th- thing, uh, I've, 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 my perception is that things, uh, the, the attitudes towards transgender, have kind of come on in leaps and bounds in the last four or five years. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I think when I think back to my uh, youth, and it was like you, you have things like oh, Little Britain, and, and, and you know, also horrible documentaries and stuff where you, you, trans people were not portrayed in a particularly nice light. Oh, it was, a, it was a joke for a long time, wasn't it? 
And to and some people it probably it. still is, but I think that it, mm. it would appear that the opinions are changing. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's that's in part due to the work that All About Trans does in, in terms of sort of talking to the people that make the, the stuff on, on media and that will influence the way that, that other people um, in the public think about trans issues. Uh, this, this story, if what we've heard is true, what do you make of it? Well, I don't think there's any real reason why being trans is a reason to not hire someone, to not have someone doing something. And in terms of models, there are loads, loads of really, really, really amazing trans models out there. And and, so being trans isn't a a bar to being a model. The organisers deny discrimination. The agency representing uh, Michelle uh, are pretty sure that the organisers bottled it when they realised Michelle was transgender. What do you make of that? Um, Well, it it does sound like discrimination, to be fair. There is no reason for for, for not having someone who's trans modelling for you because because it's, it's entirely irrelevant. And if someone's appropriate for the, 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 the role of whatever they're doing, being trans shouldn't be an issue. Here's, some, here's a prediction that I'm going to make about one or two of the phone calls we might get on the show this morning, Jen, if people are brave enough to phone up. I'd love to hear from them. There will be people phoning up who will possibly use the F word and say that, 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 that um, the transgenders are freaks. Now, I'm sure you've come across that before. Yeah. What's your reaction to, to, to those kind of people, to people who say things like that? Well, you probably haven't met a transgender person because we are just normal. I, I, I know hundreds of trans people and completely varied personalities, people. It, it, there's, there's no one type of transgender person. And, and, and you know, calling us all freaks it means you don't know anybody who's trans. And I'm using that word. I'm sure you've come across that word before. This is why I'm kind of using it. But that prejudice is still out there, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. It must yeah, yeah. be. It must be quite uncomfortable at times. And um, sometimes, yeah. Um, it, it's something that you, you sort of grow a fairly thick skin to sort of deal with. But mm. yeah, it, it's it's not as bad as at least when I was when I was younger. I thought it was going to be for me at least. I tell you what. What was, what was probably surprising? Well, maybe you'll disagree. What I think has possibly surprisingly helped has been um, uh, Big Brother because, as far as I remember, I'm sure there have been two transgender winners of Big Brother. There's also mm. Kelly Malone in the the uh, celebrity series yeah. this year. That's kind of. Um, I'm going to use a word that's probably the wrong word, but is in inverted commas normalised it and and probably helped some people realise that. Transgender people are just people that are going, you know, that are going through something slightly different. Yeah, I think normalise is, is is the right word because you know, there's a sort of unknown around trans people, and having things like Big Brother allows people to sort of see trans people as people and not as you know a, a sort of caricature or or a very set thing in the documentary or something. And so having these sort of things is really useful. It's the things that come around it. It's the newspaper articles, the, the internet comment sections that come with, with these things, which um, mm. aren't as fun. Hey, listen, here's one thing. I've, I'm, I'm learning. Never read comments on the internet. Blimey. Yeah. Uh, Jen, <laughs> if people uh, want to find out more about uh, All About Trans, wh- wh- how, where do they go? Um, well, there's the website, um, allabouttrans.org.uk, I think it is. Um, but they're, they're also on Twitter, Um Brilliant. Yeah, you find Jen, I, th- I appreciate your time at this ridiculous hour of the morning. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. <laughs>
Quiet start across the three counties, not seeing any major problems or delays. The M1 and the M25 both moving rather well, as is the A1M, not seeing any major problems or delays. The M40, there is a lane closed at the moment, just a junction 5 for Stoke and Church, as some bridge maintenance works continuing there. Checking on the departure boards for the trains, everything seems to be running rather well this morning. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Hundreds of new homes with traveller sites attached are set to be built on Greenbelt land in Hertfordshire. The controversial plans involve six sites in Tring, Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamstead and Bovingdon. David Cameron has told the United Nations that Britain is ready to play its part in confronting Islamic State extremists. The former Attorney General and Beaconsfield MP Dominic Grieve says there is a sound legal basis for bombing IS. Staff at Luton-based Monarch Airlines have voted for a pay cut of up to 30% as part of plans to restructure the company. And the A414 North Orbital Road has reopened in Hertfordshire this morning, more than 24 hours after an accident closed the westbound carriageway. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Milton Keynes Dons have been drawn at home to fellow League One side Sheffield United in the fourth round of the League Cup. Last night's draw gave the Dons a fourth successive home game in this season's competition. They will host the Blades at Stadium MK on October the 28th or 29th. In last night's third round matches, Frank Lampard scored twice as Manchester City thrashed Sheffield Wednesday 7-0. Here's Peter Slater. So that's how to defend the trophy. City destroyed Wednesday in 13 second half minutes at the break. It was 0-0 on the hour. It was 4. Lampard Deco, a lovely strike from Jesus Navas and a penalty from Yaya Torre after Kamal Zayat was sent off. Wednesday are improving but they've got a long way to go to match the Premier League elite. Zeko added a fifth. Jose Pozzo involved in the build-up showing some of the skill which has given the 18-year-old the nickname the Mini Messi. Pozzo added the sixth in the last couple of minutes. Frank Lampard started the route then finished it in stoppage time. Now that's how to take this competition seriously. Elsewhere Chelsea beat Bolton 2-1, Tottenham beat Nottingham Forest 3-1 and Newcastle were 3-2 extra time winners at Crystal Palace. Elsewhere in the fourth round draw Chelsea will travel to League 2 Shrewsbury, Manchester City hosts Newcastle, Liverpool are at home to Swansea. In golf, the opening ceremony for the Ryder Cup at Glen Eagles takes place today. Both captains will also announce tomorrow's first day pairings. And in rugby, Wickham-based Wasps are being linked with a move to Coventry's Rico Arena. Wasps have been playing at Adams Park since 2002. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, on the uh, Twitter, it's really gone, uh, been set alight. You can move that. Just, there we go. Twitter has really um, been set alight with the news that Jason Orange is leaving. Take that, Carpet yes. Martin says. Although upset about Jason leaving, the idea that it could lead him uh, to going on to make Killer Net 2 is really exciting. I'm assuming Jason was in a film called Killer Net. Was he? Or, I'm assuming. Or was that an album? He did make a record, didn't he? I can't remember. Yeah, he made a Maybe record. Maybe that's why he's leaving, to pursue solo projects. i tell you you had a good solo record. Mark Owen. Oh, no. Four Minute Warning. No. That was a good song. I, I know. I, you know, I like Kelly Betts, can you find... We, we no. won't play it all. We'll play, we'll play a snatch of it. <laughs> it went like that. It went like that. Four Minute... He, he seems like a nice lad and everything, but I can't, but I can't bear it. Four Minute Warning. Four Minute Warning by... Um, Mark Owen. Yeah. No, I didn't like his solo stuff. Can I ask a question? Please do, mate. Is it the spelling of the word four, or is it just the number four? I tell you what, mate, why don't you just go off and do it? Hmm? It's easy if I know the exact title. Number. Oh, OK, thanks. I don't know. So, anyway, uh, Jason Orange has left. It's the yeah. front page of... You all right? Yeah, no, I'm just typing in. OK. Oh, it's not spelled like that. It's the word. Maybe it's F-O-U-R. Jason Orange has left. Take that. If you want to uh, call the Take That hotline, the number is 08459 455 555, and we'll certainly do our best to uh, calm you down. Mm-hmm and uh, talk you off of the ledge. You got it? Yeah. Can I have it? Oh, yeah. no, please. Can we not have it? It's not, rubbish. I want to play a bit of it to prove that it's a good song. Oh, it's awful. you got a right cob on today, love. I just don't like Mark um, Owen's solo stuff. He's been through the wars, he has. Not I literally. Know, he wouldn't I know. survive and, a real you war. Know, and I like him, but I just don't like his voice at all. He does um, speak funny, doesn't he? Well, what are you saying? Sorry? His accent is a bit... A bit mardy. He's got a mardy Manchester accent. Our kid, I'll go to foot of our steers and outside the pots. Right, here we go. What have does that mean? Here we go. Have a listen to this. Oh. 
This is a great record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Listen. Uh, come on, I'm telling you my cup, that's true. Kels, what do you reckon? It's good, isn't it? Yeah? Guys, 08459 455 This is great. On your stereo. Stereo. Here come the phone calls. Here come the phone calls. Just whack them straight through, Kels. Inch earrings. Heart of glass. Blonde sings in her ear. You're a rock queen, honey, and we are We'll have it. That's a good song, that. Nails down a blackboard. What are the calls saying, Kels? Uh, that was Justin. Yep. He's very upset about Jason Orange. Oh, man he alive. Had to really just, you know... Well, it does mean there's a vacancy, Jules. <laughs> See that way. I think... Um, I know you didn't have time I think to Justin join them last time. might be a little bit too camp to replace Jason Orange. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get Justin on before seven and um, he can take it straight. Now, that's the front page of The Sun. The Sun have got another interesting story on the front page. Uh, Help for Heroes, the party leaders show support. There's a picture of David Cameron wearing one of those Help for Heroes bands. There's Nick Clegg wearing one of those Help for Heroes bands. There's even Nigel Farage, because that's how it's pronounced, apparently, wearing a Help for Heroes band. Yeah. I say garage, so that doesn't help me. Then there's Ed Miliband's name, and there's no picture. What's the story, Morning Glory? Ed Miliband has refused to support a charity campaign for wounded troops for fear of offending Labour left. While all three leaders of the other main parties backed Help for Heroes' new fundraising push, he turned down four requests from the Sun to wear, continued on page two, one of the charity's new friends' wristbands. Now, what the Sun is doing here is, I think, um, shameful. Shameful being the word. You can't shame people for not supporting, not publicly supporting a charity. And when did charity become about top show? When did it come up, become about joining in with the crowd or doing things because you're under pressure to do so? I mean, it's, it's wrong, isn't it? We don't know. He may have made a donation to Help Heroes. It's frankly nobody's business. Mr Miliband's private refusals came as he public, publicly gave Labour backing to airstrikes in Iraq. Insiders say, in other words, we made this up, Mr Miliband feared another row with left-wing MPs if he helped the Sun. In June, he made a pathetic apology to them for posing for a snap with our World Cup pullout. Well, you know, hey, hey, the Sun and your history of dealing with football fans. Um, uh, yeah, the truth. Uh, I think it's awful. I, used, I shouldn't have said shameful because public shaming is, is pretty bad. It, it is awful that they are shaming him for not supporting a charity. I always think... You make your own choices around charity. Uh, th- th- you, you can't be bullied into going, well, you have to support this one. Well, well, no, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. And that's not saying that charity isn't a good thing, but it's about personal choice, surely. I agree with you completely on this one. Wasn't there someone... Didn't we, was it on this show where someone phoned up and... and um, oh, no, it was the gentleman. Remember the, the colonel? Yeah. About the, the poppy. About the poppy and about the British Legion, the Royal British Legion poppy day was the most important 
charity. Without it, we wouldn't have any other charities. Well, to him, it was the most important charity. To me, it's an important one. It's not the most important one. It's the, I always think with charity, it's the thing that you feel the most connection with because it's affected your life, because you're particularly touched by it. For whatever reason, you can't just do it because it's trendy. Well, people always use the phrase, it's close to my heart. Well, let everyone make their own decisions. They've got their reasons. It's no one else's business. I just don't understand this thing about having to stick a badge on and show everybody... You know, and the motives aren't aren't pure. I don't like it. I Can like I it ask you, dear listener, on this one? I'm going to ask lots of questions to you today. I fancy getting lots of phone calls. Uh, is the Sun correct? Is the Sun right in shaming Ed Miliband for not supporting this charity, Help for Heroes? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. One of the things we've been talking about uh, this morning, and we'll talk about more, is uh, this story that uh, it's claimed a model has been bad from a fashion show in Milton Keynes because she's transgender. Well, Andrew's in Bedford on this morning. Andrew, good morning, Ian. What would you like to say? Yeah, I, I think transgender should be treated just like anyone else with respect. I had a, a transgender nurse when I was in hospital a couple of years ago, recovering from an operation, and she was wonderful, very kind, um, uh, helpful, and and yet I, I found that, that uh, there was a lot of negativity about her, uh, including from the staff, which I thought was rather bad. Really? What kind of things were you witnessing? Well, they were saying, making fun of her, you know, saying, oh, she doesn't look like a real woman, and... Or it's just just negative remarks, you know. It's just nasty little snidey remarks, and it was from the staff and, and the patients as well. Which Andrew, of, if you're honest, when you first saw her, what did you think? I, I just I took it as any other person. I didn't I didn't even know she was transgender until it was uh, pointed out. Just just looked like anyone else. I mean, she was she she was going through the, the period because you have to live for. Uh, I believe when I spoke to her, it's, it's two years. You have to live a. Uh, uh, a life, you know, in public as a woman before you can get a national health for full gender reassignment. And she was um, sort of, you know, halfway through that. But she was, you know, really, a really nice nurse. And that's just, you know, I just treat people could, how I find them. Could she do her nursing job? Sorry? Could she do her job well? Yes, yes. Boom, there you go. That's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. But there, there is there is still a lot of negativity about it out there. And I, I mean, you know, it's, it's a sad thing. I mean, that... I would suggest that the negativity is from people who stand back, look, and then don't go any further. When you actually start talking to people as as people, you get over it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, for some some people, but not everyone. Okay, let me throw this in the mix, though. It is... uh, We are uh, programmed as human beings to... um uh, fear, not quite the right word, to be mistrustful of things that are different to us, whether that be, um, uh, you know, people who are of a different colour, of a different sexuality, of who are, are making a brave transition from being men to women or vice versa. It's the human nature to judge before you jump into a situation, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you see a large person and, you, part, you, you know, your brain... You, you see someone who's different from you and your brain registers it, that difference. It depends whether you're prepared to unravel that. Yeah. Yeah, we've got, it's getting past the knee-jerk reaction. Uh, Andrew, thank you very much. Thank you, Ian. While Bye. I've got you on the line, can I just ask you... Yeah? Um, the, the, the Sun is shaming Ed Miliband today for not supporting the Help for Heroes charity. Are they right to shame him, do you think? No, I, I don't agree with that. It's like you, I agree with your opinion about um, that ice butt challenge as well. It's, it's just bullying people. And so you give to should be a personal thing to yourself. You, you shouldn't have to do it because someone says you should give to charity. And finally, Andrew, is your... You're, you're giving such good uh, radio this morning. Your thoughts on Jason Orange, please? Uh, well, yeah, actually, um, 
it's quite sad, and uh, that, that thing you were saying earlier about killing it, I, I've got the, the DVD, actually, and I've just uh, looked it up, and he actually played a, a DJ called DJ Brent in it. It was a, a Channel 4 f- um, oh, film that was made in 1997, um, and right. it, was a, it was about a, a, a someone uh, a, uh, on the internet believing that they were stalking a person. It Gosh. sort of turned into reality. You've just it given was, me a brilliant idea. Brighton, apparently. Oh, right. Brighton, yeah. Andrew, what, what Channel 4 now should do is run a Jason Orange season, I think. Yeah, that, that would make be sense. Respectful, well, I don't know if he's made enough films to run a season, Catherine, but uh, it, it, it is a good film. I've well, got it here, here on the internet. They, fingers, they could run it the um, a couple of times, couldn't they? Who else is in Killernet? Give us, oh, cause um, we're learning Paul, a lot about Jason Orange through Killernet. Paul Bettany. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Emily Wolf. Pardon? Emily Wolf. What? Wolf. W-O-O-F. Yeah, Emily Wolf. That's Wolf. Woof, woof. Good lad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite a good film, though. How much did it cost you? Hold on, I'll tell you. I've got the receipt here inside. It, uh, I bought it in Music Zone. Oh, God, it was quite an expensive film as well. Sixteen ninety-four. What? You were determined to take that home, weren't you? Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you the date I bought it. Hang on, 18th of the 10th, 06. Why have you um, kept an eight-year-old... Oh, it's almost the anniversary. Did you mean to take it back? I, I, I always keep the receipts in case there's, there's something wrong with it, because I've had a couple that are faulty, and if you haven't got the receipt, <laughs> it, you know, you, you're stuck, because you don't always buy a film and watch it straight away. I always no. keep the seat, receipt tucked away. Yeah, okay. I bought it in Music Zone Bedford, which sadly doesn't exist anymore. Mm, great memories. It went the way of HMV long before HMV went, HMV so, went that way. So music, uh, HMV yeah, went the way of Music Zone. A lot yeah. of in them days, wasn't it? Well, Andrew, we, we really have had, uh, we've covered all bases and we've had a great trip down memory lane. Thank you so much. Okay, nice to speak to you. Thank you, bye-bye. Well, it's interesting that this talk of Jason Orange has moved on to, um, what's it called, Killernet? Yeah. Your memories of Killernet, please. I've uh, never seen that. The film starring uh, Emily Wolfe. Uh, Jason Orange and Paul Bettany. It was filmed in Brighton and uh, eight years ago it was retailing for just under £17. He played the role of DJ Brent. 08459 455 555. It's the Killernet phone in this morning. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off this morning on the M25, heading anti-clockwise, starting to look quite heavy on the speed sensors between uh, Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also anti-clockwise, starting to build between 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. In Brickywood, it's looking rather heavy on the sensors on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. So far, taking a look at the other routes, the A1M so far moving rather well, as is the M40. And on the trains, no reported problems or delays so far this morning. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.46, it's Thursday the 25th of September. It's BBC Introducing Day. Huzzah! These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hundreds of new homes with traveller sites attached are set to be built on Greenbelt land in Hertfordshire. The controversial plans involve six sites in Tring, Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Bovingdon. David Cameron has told the United Nations that Britain is ready to play its part in confronting Islamic State extremists. And staff at Luton-based Monarch Airlines have voted for a pay cut of up to 30% as plans to restructure the company. Coming up, we'll try and console a broken-hearted uh, Justin Dealey, but before that, let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. Well, it's a chilly but bright start to the day, but it does cloud over, so by this afternoon we're seeing very little sunshine left. However, it should stay dry with highs of 18 degrees Celsius and just a light southwesterly breeze. Now, it's a cloudy but certainly warmer night than it was last night with lows of 14 degrees Celsius. A fair amount of cloud around generally tomorrow um, and perhaps the odd spot of light rain or drizzle, but I think most of us should have another dry day and the best chance of any sunny spells will be by the afternoon. Temperatures reaching 20 degrees Celsius. Now, Saturday and Sunday start off fully grey with some mist and fog that may be slow to clear, but again, we should have sunny intervals by the afternoon. And then on Monday and Tuesday, an increasing risk of showers, but remaining warm. That's your latest forecast. Hey, Kath. Yeah? What do you think the people of St Albans think about St Albans? Let's ask them. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's friendly. To me, it feels like a giant village. It's brilliant. The community's there. It's a little bit of London in the countryside. All this week, we're exploring St Albans. The oldie-worldie appeal. The peace round by the park. Telling everyone about where you live. I think it's a very friendly area. You don't have to go too far. And you're out in the country and you can walk for miles. Bit of history in there. Nice green areas. I love to go down the lake, have a little walk around. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Push the boat out, over-mortgage yourself and come and live here. From BBC Three Counties Radio. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic number. Somewhere in the ancient mystic trinity You get three as a magic number The past and the present and the future Faith and hope and charity The heart and the brain and the body Give you three as a magic number It takes three legs to make a tripod Or to make a table stand It takes three wheels to make a vehicle Called a tricycle Every triangle has three corners Every triangle has three sides No more, no less You don't have to guess When it's three, you can see It's a magic number A man and a woman had a little baby Yes, they did They had three in the family That's a magic number Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty-one, twenty-four, twenty-seven, thirty. Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty-one, twenty-four, twenty-seven, thirty. Now the multiples of three come up three times in each set of ten. In the first ten, you get three, six, nine, and in the teens, ten, it's twelve, fifteen, and eighteen. And in the twenties, you get a twenty-one, twenty-four, twenty-seven, and it comes out even on thirty. Yeah. Now multiply backwards from three times ten. Three times ten is thirty. Three times nine is twenty-seven. Three times eight is twenty-four. Three times seven is twenty-one. Three times six is eighteen. Three times five is fifteen. Three times four is twelve. Three times three is nine. Three times two is six. And three times one is three, of course. Take the pattern once more. Three. Three, six, nine. Twelve. Twelve, fifteen, eighteen. Twenty-one. Twenty-one, twenty-four, twenty-seven. 
significant because uh, one of your children is now three yeah and to take that is now three justin i know very very sad very sad well, i broke the news to you this morning in perhaps a slightly insensitive jokey way mm-hmm. um and boy oh boy did i realize almost immediately that was a mistake justin took it quite hard yeah justin, just, uh, justin took it hard this morning yeah i took it very hard i'm in in st albans home of a big tour um before we talk about are you take are you taking it hard in uh, st albans yes a lot of people taking it very very hard in st albans yeah, yeah it's not yeah. great are you b- breaking it gently though um, yeah, kind of. I have to say, I didn't go down the route that uh, Ian went down this morning and no. just, you know, belted out the news. Oh, mate, I've... just watching you take it hard this morning, I mean, it really was an eye-opener. Yeah, absolutely. Um, boss, whilst I'm here in St Albans, would yes. you like some facts? <laughs> St Albans, of course, home of the... Big Tour. Big Tour. Okay, Big Tour facts coming up. St Albans gave the world... <laughs> A great time, mate. I'm loving it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. St Albans gave the world yep. the zombies. Fantastic. What, the, the, the Walking Dead? No, not the Walking Dead. The second best group of the 1960s. Oh, number one, the Beatles. The, the monkeys. Two, the zombies. Yes. Yeah, no. She's not there. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about the way she looks. The way she acted. The colour of her hair. Yeah. Uh, so soft and smooth. But she's not there. What's she on? Great, great track. And also, very quickly, some educational facts for you. Oh. Ali G. Oh. Ali G yeah. went to school in St Albans. Yeah. Oh, so did Paul, the fat one from S Club 7. <laughs> and also, this is going to blow your mind. Okay, mate. Stephen Hawking, okay, yeah. educated at yeah. St Albans School. There you go. How about Can I just pick you up on something? Paul yeah. was not the fat one, he was the fit one. No. He was the fat one. We're talking catamole, aren't we? He grew um, dreads. He's very, very no, attractive. No, no, that man. was Bradley. No, Paul grew, grew, Paul grew dreads. Did he? I was once in a lift with Bradley going from the ground floor to the second floor. Not yeah. a long uh, journey. He fell asleep. That's a true story. Really? Well, those lifts are very soothing. <sighs> he fell asleep. I quite like Bradley. I thought he was... Uh, they were uh, worked very hard. He was, he was an underestimated R&B star. Stuck in a, a poor pop group. Shut up, man. S Club are awesome. Mm. Anyway, 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 we go. Those are the facts. Let's get back. This morning, as, as we've, we've said, uh, you came into the office, and, and Catherine and I, we, we just saw you double over and take it hard. And yep. now you have, um, you're breaking it gently to mm-hmm. people in St. Albans. Yep, what? I was uh, bent over in agony this morning about the news. Yep. Um, yes. So Jason Orange has left take that. It's on the front page of some of the newspapers this morning. Um, I'm here in St. Albans. I have been uh, breaking it gently to the people here. Yeah. And, uh, Ian, here's what happened. Larry, you've um, come out the newspaper shop. You've, you've heard the news about Jason. Can yes. you uh, give us your reaction, please? Um, 
well, I can't imagine that something like this would happen at this stage of my life, really. You know, um, it could be life-changing, really. Yeah. Um, it was a shock to everyone, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, how I'm going to get myself to work today, I really don't know, but I'll yeah. make the best I can anyway. But all okay. the best. Just lastly, is, is this a bigger shock than when Robbie left in the 90s? It's hard to say, really. Um, I think it could be about par for the course, really, something like that, yeah, definitely. Okay, just keep believing, I think they're going to carry on. Thanks for your time, it's okay, not the end, time. take care. Thank you. Hey, Jill, come on, how are you feeling about the news? Gutted, um, I've followed Take That for a long time, seen them about three or four times in concert, and, uh, yeah, a bit shocked. So it's sad news, sad times. Hope they still carry on. Oh, your face is, is deteriorating <laughs> during this conversation. <laughs> Have you cried about this? No, no, I'm not. Um, I've gone past that stage. Probably my daughter will, because she's a fan as well. So yeah. she might be gutted. She cried the first time round. So what was Robbie? Yeah. yeah. So no, not much Robbie, but when they actually split up. Yeah. So. Um, so the news yeah. is going to hit you and your family hard. Yeah, yeah. It's sad times. Very sad. Thank you very much indeed. Okay. Hopefully you can get through today. Take care. Thank you. Bye. So, like everyone this morning, um, waking up to the news that that Jason. Is quitting take that? How does it make you feel? Oh, surprise. Surprise. Yeah. So, Shock, isn't it? Yeah, so what can you do about it? Uh, not no. a lot, really. <laughs> That's right, go sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, dear, that gentleman at the end, he took it hard, didn't he? It's not a lot. You, what can you do about it? A lot of bravery on the streets of St Albans this morning. Yeah, just. a lot of bravery in saying that um, you are going to hear some more after 7.30. Somebody does get um, very emotional. Well, you expect bravery from a town that educated not only Stephen Hawking, but um, the sixth member of uh, S Club 7. Yeah. yeah, the fat one. Just, could you do us a favour? There's another story. Yeah. You all right, Catherine? Catherine's crying, I think. Come on, it'll be all right. We've still got He's their records. He's what? <laughs> We've got, still got their records. We've got their DVDs. We're still going to carry on. Yeah, it'll be fine, don't worry. It might be the same. Justin, the front page of The Sun, the, the Sun is doing an interesting thing. They are shaming... <laughs> You're right, girl. Come here, I'll give you a hug in a minute. Do you want to sit on my lap? I'm all right. Oh. <laughs> the Sun is shaming Ed Miliband... Yeah. ..for not supporting uh, their Help for Heroes campaign. Right. Right. And I just... I, I feel uncomfortable with uh, public shaming for not supporting a specific charity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that It one. makes me feel a little bit awkward, though. Whoever you are, whoever you are, you, you're going to have some sort of association to a charity for whatever's happened in your life, and that is your choice to support a certain charity. It was a bit like the Ice Bucket Challenge, wasn't it? No, yeah. People that weren't doing it were being named and shamed, and that, for me, was, was totally wrong. And, and also, if you look at the pictures of, of uh, Cameron Clegg and Farage... Posing, yeah. It, well, it, it, it could be said they're doing it for entirely the wrong. Mm. Look at me. Exactly. The, yeah. the motive is Look not pure. Me. It's not the the spirit of giving that charity is supposed to be about. Charity is supposed to be um, a lot of it is about uh, hu- uh, humility. So you don't go around going, "Hey guys, yeah. I'm wearing this band and I'm supporting this charity and I've given them five thousand pounds." Well, that was the joke. It. That was the joke with Smashy and Nicey, wasn't it? Does a lot of good work for charity. Doesn't nice yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. Just, could you take that to the streets? I'm not quite sure what the question would be, but yep. the, it, it, it's about the public shaming of Miliband. Is the, is the sun right to, to shame him for not supporting a charity? Leave it to me, boss. Cheers, I'm my sure dears. Come up with the goods. Ta-ta, 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Starting to build up a little bit on the M1 Luton Spur, uh, just between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road. Those major roadworks are continuing there. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow moving between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. In Brickywood, it is looking heavy on the sensors just at Junction 21A for the M25. And on camera in Borehamwood, looking heavy on the Barnet Bypass. Um, that's heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. No reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. So, what have we got in the next hour? Public shaming of people who don't support charities? Transgender issues? And if you need to uh, have a shoulder to cry because of Jason Orange, then you can use my big broad shoulders. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, major development plans in Hertfordshire, Buckinghamshire MP backing airstrike plans and more home comforts for Milton Keynes Dons. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hundreds of new homes with traveller sites attached are set to be built on Greenbelt land in Hertfordshire. The controversial plans involve six sites in Tring, Hemelhempstead, Berkhamstead and Bovingdon. More from Tony Fisher. Decorum Borough Council says it has to develop the Greenbelt land to meet the housing need, citing exceptional circumstances. 200 new homes are said to be built in Tring and 1,200 new homes will be built in Hemel. Across both towns there will be a total of 17 traveller pitches with five in Tring and the rest in Hemel. A consultation on the plans will run until early November. David Cameron has told the United Nations that Britain is ready to play its part in confronting Islamic State extremists. Speaking in New York, he said that past mistakes should not be an excuse for inaction. The Cabinet is due to discuss joining US-led airstrikes, with MPs voting on the issue tomorrow. The former Attorney-General and Beaconsfield MP Dominic Grieve says there is a sound legal basis for bombing IS. As long as the Prime Minister considers that the United Kingdom can help and that we can use reasonable, necessary and proportionate means to achieve a legitimate aim, which is to stop the unlawful activity taking place, then the intervention by ourselves or indeed anybody else in support of the Iraqi government will undoubtedly be lawful. Staff at Luton-based Monarch Airlines have voted for a pay cut as part of plans to restructure the company. More than 90% voted in favour of pay cuts of up to 30%. Strike action had been threatened over plans to cut 1,000 jobs. News of the vote comes the day after confirmation of likely new owners next month. Unions say the workers are sacrificing a lot and remain committed to the future of Monarch in Luton. The A414 North Orbital Road has reopened in Hertfordshire this morning, more than 24 hours after an accident closed the westbound carriageway. The road was closed in the early hours of yesterday morning after a lorry jackknifed near the London Colney roundabout. The resulting diesel spill meant the road had to be resurfaced, causing lengthy delays for drivers. A transgender model has been barred from a fashion show at next month's MK exhibition. Milton Keynes Modelling Angels says it's been told it can't include the model Michelle in the show. More from Ewan Duncan. The Milton Keynes-based modelling firm had arranged an audition which was filmed on behalf of the MK exhibition event. The company's managing director, Angie Soa, said she then heard that the transgender model couldn't be included in the fashion show because it wasn't the right venue. 
She said she was told that it's not discrimination, but they were just being practical. The MK exhibition organiser, Peter Barnett, said the fashion show was something that was talked about, but never agreed or advertised to be part of the exhibition. The band Take That are to continue as a trio following the decision by Jason Orange to leave. He informed the remaining members of the band, Gary Barlow, Mark Owen and Howard Donald, at a meeting last week. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons have been drawn at home to fellow League One side Sheffield United in the fourth round of the League Cup. Last night's draw gave the Dons a fourth successive home game in this season's competition. The weather, a sunny start with cloud increasing but staying dry in most places. A maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. You can do it right now, please. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I love to go down the lake, have a little walk around. Exploring where you live. It's friendly. To me, it feels like a giant village. All this week, we're exploring St Albans. A bit of history here and there, nice green areas. St Albans has always been a market town. It's the best kept city in Hertfordshire. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Meatfreemondays.com Pledge.meatfreemondays.com You can do it right now, please. <laughs> All right, grandads. And I love McCartney, but still. Hey, morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. The show's suddenly starting to kick off a little bit. I like it, I like it. So, coming up, we'll be talking about transgender troubles. Is there anybody going to be brave enough to phone in and use the F word, the freak word? Because I know there will be people out there thinking, blimey, really? You're talking about that? 08459 455 555. The Sun have done an interesting thing, and I think they've got... I think they've judged this one wrongly. They are shaming on the front page. They are shaming Ed Miliband for not supporting help for heroes. And I I think they've got this one a little bit wrong, Catherine. It's not really the spirit of giving, is it? When you have to have a picture taken. I mean, the way they're posing with their armband suggests, okay, there you go. Just demonstrating that I'm wearing it. Can you leave me alone now, please? If you have to, if you are bullied or shamed into supporting a, a, a charity, well, then uh, you know the, the intent is not there. It's not. It's not true to do that. And to, also, I just think bullying and shaming people because they don't do things. I think it's wrong. So, when did charity become about top show and keeping up appearances? It's, it's all wrong, isn't it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. And yep, it's sad news, pop fans. Jason Orange has left Take That. Don't worry, the three remaining members are going to carry on. But if you're heartbroken, you can give us a call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC um, Three Counties Radio. I would... I would imagine, Catherine, that a lot of people are um, either too upset to actually phone in yeah. about this or, for medical reasons, they're not allowed access to telephones. I and mean, w- I haven't felt this bereft since the roofers left E17. Eey. I mean... Uh, let's go through some of those uh, those heartfelt texts about Jason Orange. Let's, let's read um, those... Uh, 
those uh, sex. Just, just, just pick. I, I think, pick half a dozen at random. Hang on a sec. Um, just, I think. I think they might be so upset that they're not. They're um, not texting. They're going to keep the phone off today, maybe. I don't know. Let me just check. Eight one three double three. Start your text 3CR. Um, and we really will uh, do our best to get you through these difficult yeah, times. Um, let me just check. Just, pick, because, the, yeah. just pick the first ten texts at random. OK. Um, I feel sorry for people in tribute acts like Fake That, says uh, Marking Milk Keynes. Yes, think of, the, think of the innocent victims in this. Yeah, yeah. J- the, the fake Jason Oranges around the world. Yeah, Okay. Bad news for those people. Just pick a couple more. Um, oh. Okay, no, you're right. They'll probably switch their phones off. Don't want any more bad news. So, Catherine, thanks very much. Sensitively handled. Oh, they're showing him on the telly. Oh, gosh. <sighs> now, do you remember when you could end a planning row with two words? Not those, your potty mouth. Green belt. Well, you might have more luck with the sweary option now because developers and councils are finding ways round the traditional restrictions with another two words, exceptional circumstances. The latest case of this is in Tring in Hertfordshire, where there's a proposal to build 200 homes and a traveller site on the Green Belt. Well, Kevin Fitzgerald is from the Hertfordshire branch of the Campaign to Protect Rural England. How has this change come about, Kevin? Because I always thought Greenbelt meant you can't do nothing with it. Well, it's absolutely right. It does mean that. And this is, this is very odd what's going on here because the government and its new planning rules have made it absolutely clear that it is government policy to continue to protect the Greenbelt. And we've got people like the various local authorities saying, ah, but the government's putting pressure on us to build and we can only do it by taking land out of the Greenbelt. But ministers have said, no, that's not the case. And if you find you can only meet your housing needs needs by building on the green belt, then you can't meet your housing needs. So there's a lot of confusion going on here. You don't know quite who to believe. Well, yeah, the phrase that's being bandied around is exceptional circumstances. Absolutely. Yep, that's, that's in the law. The law says that the only way you can remove land from the green belt is through your district plan in exceptional circumstances. It's not defined, but, you know, we, most of us know what exceptional means, and just because developers want to build somewhere, it's not really exceptional these days. And, and I don't think this council is showing anywhere in their, in their documentation or their consultation what anybody would regard as exceptional circumstances. Uh, there is a shortage of homes, and some places are chock-a-block. They've, they've got no space. So d- d- do we have to reconsider where we can and can't build on? Well, yeah, we do. We do have to do that. And we have to perhaps look at a much bigger picture and say, well, why is it all happening down here in the southeast? It's a very small country, this, and we're being crammed in, in our particular areas down this part of the world, and yet they're an hour up the road, there are people crying out for development and growth and there's bags of space and there's brownfield sites well, where factories pe- are demolished. People you know. want to live near London, don't they, I suppose? It's the capital, it's the, well, it's the busiest the city. But we all learnt from quite an early age, didn't we? We can't always have what we want. And uh, you know, there, there, there are other sides to this argument. There's quality of life. Uh, people think they're moving out into the country and then, in fact, the country's disappearing quite fast and when they get there, they're disappointed because they're, they're, they're building all over the place. There is a much bigger picture here and people who live in countries like australia and canada can't sort of believe that we are concerned about sort of moving 100 miles away or an hour away or two hours away and living somewhere else and transport needs to be improved yes but that's improving all the time so i think the whole thing needs to be reassessed you know uh, 
where in this little country do we encourage people to go to do their businesses and to live? Some of these developments also have traveller sites attached. Do, 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 do traveller sites, uh, are they classed as a development? Yes, they are. And uh, they quite often they've been turned down by planning inspectors on the grounds that it's inappropriate development in the green belt or in the countryside. So it's the same as any other development, yeah. Uh, Tring is one of the six Greenbelt sites in total in the decorum area, which is going to be built on. It, it does sound excessive, doesn't it? It does, and it's not just in, in decorum. It's, it's happening right across the county here in Hertfordshire. Uh, great swathes of Greenbelt are being threatened as councils produce their plans and saying, we have no alternative but to. And, uh, and it's getting quite, quite, um, quite worrying, especially for the sort of residents who, who live around there. Kevin, I appreciate your time this morning. Kevin Fitzgerald from the Hertfordshire branch of the Campaign to protect rural England call 08459 455 555 BBC Three Counties Radio uh, Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What would you like to have a whinge about today, sir? Well, I was going to ask you, what was the last year that you remember where politicians didn't take a photo opportunity? Uh, must have been prehistoric times, at least. Oh, they, they've got, of course they love a photo opportunity. Of yeah. course, and with, with an election coming up, even more photo oh, opportunity. All the, all the time. Your, your point being, sir? Well, my point being is that what they do is they take a photo opportunity and they ignore, they talk about things and ignore the plight of the people they're talking about quite often. So, uh, Well, I, in fairness to David Cameron and Nick yeah. Clegg and Farage, they, they, they are having this photo taken with the Help for Heroes wristband, and I I'm sure they are not ignoring the plight of, of yeah. I'm sure they're not ignoring the plight of wounded troops. Well, I just hope, I just hope that uh, these wounded troops and the soldiers who come home from battles and that sort of thing are able to live in areas that they've lived all their life, and that's not probably true. Do you think the sun is right in shaming uh, Ed Miliband for not wearing a Help for Heroes wristband? Not at all. I mean, what, how many wristbands you got to wear? Do you know what? This Rainbow is... one as well. If you wanted to, Peter. Well, I mean, it's, it's so... Stu- well, it's so political. It's political jargon, isn't it? I... You know that and I know that. I really am one of... I, when I, sometimes you see people... I saw a fella the other day. He had about six different plastic wristbands on. <laughs> And I did think, oh, mate, for goodness sakes, why do we have to um, wear our uh, charities on our sleeves, quite literally in some cases? I always thought charity was about you do it and it's, you, you're not doing it for, for plaudits or a pat on the back. You're doing it, you know, and, and that's it. Well, I only, I, only really wear, I only really wear two from time to time. What, what wrist, that's wristbands? The, that's the poppy. Oh. And that's, that's the, and it's the daffodil one from... For the Welsh, the breast cancer. Oh, the thing. breast cancer. That's the the breast cancer one, of course, yeah. isn't it? Yes, yes. And, and furthermore, I don't I don't feel pressured by these people because I think it's a lot. Of what's going on is nonsense. Right. I mean, I'm more concerned really with the Jason Orange. people. Jason Orange. Pardon? How do you feel about Jason Orange? Who the hell's Jason Orange? Oh. Is, this, is, this a, is this another non-existent celebrity? <laughs> How quickly they forget. Pardon? How quickly you forget, Pete. No, forget things. I don't forget things at all. Who's Jason Orange? He's not very well known, is he? Mm. Oh, Peter. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Peter, thanks very much for your time. And you're I hope, welcome. I hope, you're, uh, I hope okay. Jason's not listening. Yeah.
That, that's that, showbiz, isn't it? That's a, that's a great quote. I don't forget things. Who's Jason Orange? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter. 08459 555. Very quickly, Catherine, I uh, know how to make you happy. Oh, really? Sunshine and hugs. Oh. Little, there, there is a survey that has been done by an insurance company. What's in it for them? I don't know. They've done a survey. Sunshine and hugs and knowing you're protected should the worst happen. And a quick payout, please. <laughs> and no arguments. Yeah. Uh, th- 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 they've got ten, they've come up with the ten things that make us cheerful. And they all sound a little bit... Limp. Pony, yeah, rubbish. Yeah. Number ten, receiving help from a stranger. That creeps me out. That makes it me. Depends on situation. I told you the last time I received help from a stranger, I was in a car park. I was about to buy a parking ticket. The woman said, "I've got an all-day ticket. I'm about to go. You can have it." Oh, thanks very much. She saved me one pound twenty. Excellent. As we turned to walk away, she slipped on the newly um, uh, detolled <gasps> floor, fell over, fell over really heavily, left me in an uncomfortable position. I, 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 she I was in an uncomfortable position in a crumpled heap. Well, yeah, I know, but, but I was more uncomfortable. Do I do I touch her? You yes. To pick her up? Yes, you help her. Well, I went to. She didn't need it. It was embarrassing. She was obviously in pain. I then had to follow her to her car when she obviously wanted to be on her own. Oh. Very selfish of her. Very, very selfish. Number nine reasons to be cheerful. Receiving a small gift, e.g. flowers. Well, we discussed this the other day. No one likes getting flowers. If you're going to give them to me in a vase ready done with water in, fair yeah. enough. Otherwise, it's a faff. And even then, it's still a pain because you've got to chuck them away when they die. And don't give me carnations. Oh. I'll and- have a flower. What? Even a bag of flour. Uh, let's do one more, and then we'll do some more of these a bit later on. Um, uh, um, seeing a member of your family unexpectedly, I can't think of anything worse. Oh, I love that. If you are a member of my family, I probably don't want to see you. And if I do, can you give me at least three weeks' notice so I can come up with a good excuse not to? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting to build up now on the A1M heading southbound. Just between Junction 8 at Stevenage and Junction 6 for Wellin. The M25 is looking very slow at the moment, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 19 at Watford. Also heavy anti-clockwise on the M25 between Junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. In Borehamwood, the Barnet Bypass, that's looking heavy between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus on the camera. And in East Barnet, there is some junction improvements taking place on Brookhill Road just at Cat Hills. I do expect some delays there. No reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. 7.16. It's Thursday, the 25th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hundreds of new homes with traveller sites attached are set to be built on Greenbelt land in Hertfordshire. The controversial plans involve six sites in Tring, Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Bovingdon. David Cameron has told the United Nations that Britain is ready to play its part in confronting Islamic State terrorists. And staff at Luton-based Monarch Airlines have voted for a pay cut of up to 30% as part of plans to restructure the company. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot allow your heart to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions. I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came back. Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's 
Rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. A lot of reaction on Twitter to the sad news that Jason Orange has left. Uh, Take that, at Ian Lee, at BBC3CR, if you want to get in touch. Tim Gardner says the rest of Take That are devastated about Jason Orange leaving. Who's going to remember their Starbucks order now? And it is those kind of small details that you... uh, you have to keep in mind. That's when it'll catch them. Yeah. That's when it'll catch them. Jason knew that I like millionaire shop geek. He would have got me that, not a pile of chocolate. Is that Gary Barlow? Why not? Chris is in Hertfordshire. Morning, Chris. Good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, thank you, mate. What have you got for us? Ian, I think I've got a bit of a solution to this housing crisis that we're meant to be having in this country at the moment. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah, I should be in local government, I tell you. It's the planning act that's wrong with this country. Um, The planning act restricts people from building their own homes, which in turn pushes up the prices of houses. Um, What happens is you get large corporations that build up big banks of land, which pushes up house prices. Um, Building houses is relatively cheap, to be honest with you. You can build a house for £150,000 and have a nice four- or five-bedroom house. It's the cost of land that's prohibitive. But who who Um, wants... Who wants to build their own house, though? And I, I know that it, it, it can make financial sense in some areas, but flipping it, what a lot of faff. Getting, your, getting an architect, getting the land, getting it all drawn up, waiting eight months for it to be built... Okay, let's go for a different pronged approach then. Um, farmers at the moment are land rich and money poor, um, and we because we're subsidising farmers by paying them to keep fields blank um, for wildlife supposedly, and that's what the green belt is for. Rather than paying the farmers a subsidies, why don't we change the planning act, allow farmers to sell a little piece of their land in small plots for people who do want to self build, right. which would give farmers money, which would enable people to build cheaper houses and would solve the housing. Well, it, w- would it solve the housing crisis? I don't know. I, I, I think there's, there's, there's certainly a nugget of an idea in there. I don't know how many houses we are short, but it's, I'm sure it's hundreds of thousands. And by farmers selling a little bit of land, how many houses is that really going to get us? Well, for example, on, on a field that is probably two acres wide, you could probably build five or six houses. Right. If we said that everybody spent £150,000 building a house of their own, the house of their dreams, rather than spending four or £500,000 on a house that's built yeah. in a crammed development, then everybody might be a bit happier, the farmer would be a bit richer, people would have more money in their pockets, okay. and these large companies wouldn't keep all the money. OK, but if, if, if d- 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 that's not going to solve the housing price crisis, though, is it? There's, there's, that's not going to build anywhere near enough houses. No, but it goes some way towards bringing the price of houses down, which means that then other builders would have to compete with that and would have to drop their prices, which means that competition I do, would grow. I do worry about my kids, right, because I've got quite a nice house and uh, I've paid off a lot of the mortgage, all right, so I'm doing all right. And if it go- yeah. and I plan to be to be there for, for a long time. So if the price goes down, it's fine. I'm living there. But I've yeah. got that investment. Uh, so I've played. The, I've been quite lucky, and I've played the game quite well. How on well, earth are my kids ever going to afford a house? Well, exactly. I'm a house builder myself. Um, oh, here we go. The company. I won't tell you the company I work for, but no. I work for a large company. Um, I'm an northern boy. I moved from up north down south, and I build houses all day, every day. Good quality houses, um, but I can't afford to 
buy one myself, yeah. even though I build it. It's nuts, isn't it? It's um, nuts. Which is an absolutely ridiculous situation, and it's soon going to come to the point where houses are a million pounds each. They're already averaging kind of three, four, five hundred thousand pounds each. So what, um, so what, what needs to be done? Did, did someone needs to, um, and, and this would never happen because it would be an instant election loser, someone needs to reset the, the, the housing market. They just need to press the reset button and just halve all the, 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 the property, half the price of the property. They need to revise the planning act, which this government said that they would do, and they'd make it easier for self-builders, but I don't see any evidence of it. I don't see farmers selling off pieces of their land. I don't see it being made easier to connect to local services. I don't see it. You know, the Victorians had it right when they set up um, building societies. Um, where do, when was the last time you heard of a, a group of builders getting together and going to a building society and getting money and building a terrace of houses? Most Chris, listen, I got, I'm moving on just because we, we, we're, we're a busy show, but I appreciate that, and it's certainly a different uh, line of thought you've given us. Uh, yeah, building a house, it can be cheap, but uh, does anyone really want to go through the faff of doing that? It'd be nice, but it's, it's a lot of hard work when there are houses there. But also, but how, I do worry about my kids. How are my boys going to be afford, able to afford to buy a house in 25, 30 years' time? I, they, they, they won't, will. If things keep going the way they are going, I wait four five nine four double five five double five Now, a model from Milton Keynes has been told she's not welcome on the catwalk at next month's MK exhibition because she was born a man. Well, at least that's the way her agent's taken the decision to drop Michelle from the lineup. Angie Sowa is the managing director of MK Modelling uh, Angels and joins me now. So, what's going on here, Angie? Hi, yes, good morning, Ian. Yes, um, well, I'm just a bit surprised as, as yourself that uh, the MK exhibition decided not to allow me to do the fashion show because when they found out that one of my models is a transgender, so I'm a bit, you know, disappointed. And uh, So, so you, you just tell us about what the fashion show was supposed to be. Well, the fashion show is supposed to, uh, because MK Exhibition is all about networking and promoting local businesses. I am a local business. I've just started my modeling agency in Milton Keynes, and with me are um, aspiring models and aspiring designers as well, as designers who are um, have their own little businesses designing clothes, and I thought it would be a good idea to expose them as well and at the same time sell their creations during the day. Okay, so you planned this, and one of your... Uh, is it just one of your models that's trans- transgender? Yeah, that's, just one of my that's models Michelle, that's transgender. Isn't it? Um, MK Exhibition has invited me to do a fashion show to make okay. the, the ex- make MK Exhibition a bit more lively and entertaining. And w- at what point did they, did they say, oh, no, you've got a transgender model, we're going to cancel this? Oh, they only... Uh, last Thursday, uh, one, of their, um, one of their partners... Uh, uh, a company called Movi uh, decided to take a video of our auditions last uh, 12 of September, and uh, the the owner of uh, the director or manager of that company decided to uh, report to the MK exhibition that uh, when she videotaped our audition, she found that a third of of the models that auditioned were transgender. Oh. And so when I was approached by the organizer of MK Exhibition asking whether it, it is true, I said, there's not a third. There was only one transgender out of eight models that auditioned during that, um, that, uh, that, that casting call event on the 12th of September. And it was at that point, once they realised, according to you, they realised there was a transgender model, they said, we're not having this now. Yes, they, they realised that they were not having it. Did this. they say specifically they weren't having it because of Michelle? Uh, yes, and I, I also told them that 
there were also other transgenders in during the auditions, but they're not models. Oh. One is a choreographer, which came all the way from Liverpool to help me, you know, to oh. help me uh, how the models would walk and how they would approach the stage. And the other transgender in the in the team was a supervisor. He was she was just there to help me organize okay. the, the 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 show itself. And you're saying, Angie, so I just want to I just want to yeah. hone in on this just so I make yeah. sure I've got the story right. Yeah. You, what did they What did the organizers specifically say to you? The organizers specifically said that the business community in Milton Keynes is too conservative and that they're not ready to see a transgender on stage. So they're cancelling. So we are cancelling the event. Yes, they said okay. they're cancelling the event. The, 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 we spoke to the organisers. They're too busy to join us this morning. But, he, yeah. but he's suggesting um, that the fashion show was something that was talked about, yeah. but was never actually agreed. So it was just an idea that was floating around. Uh, well, it was agreed during. Um meeting that we had uh, on the 1st of September. Uh, he invited me to his office and we, we even agreed as to who's com- was going to compare the, the fashion show and he, he brought up the idea that perhaps MKFM will do the comparing and I said that's fine and he gave me a time slot which is uh, 1 o'clock. And do you have any of this in writing Angie, the, 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 the confirmation of this? Uh, they were all verbal. Uh, right. Instead, I have a confirmation from one of her partner, one of his partners, that I am appearing during the event, and the rest are all verbal communication. He didn't want. Uh, I suppose he didn't want to put it in writing as to what his opinion is. And what he did is to send me an email, and he wanted to discuss it with me on the phone. Uh, the, again, the event organizer says that you're making something out of nothing. Your response to that, please. Oh well, I don't. Well, I. It could be, or it could be not. It could be a big issue about transgender. I'm a, I'm an inclusive agency. I um, welcome all uh, applicants of, for models from all shapes and sizes, including the LGBT community. And he thinks that the words that the word inclusive doesn't include the LGBT community. He thought it's all about just fat, thin, black, white people, and not the LGBT community. Okay, so so just to, just to clarify, Angela, yeah. the, the the gentleman we spoke to said it wasn't practical. It was it, it, it didn't kind of fit in with their plans. No, you're saying true. he specifically said to you, yeah, uh, the, the 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 business community here is too conservative. They yeah. won't accept transgender. Yeah. so therefore we are not having this fashion show. Yes, that's correct. Angie, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much indeed. Well, slightly different to what we've been told by the organisers of. Uh, yeah, no, we, we've got. But I, I wish the, I wish the organisers had come on. He's too busy. Yeah, He's an event half past seven. It, it would have taken five, ten minutes of his. I mean, and, and if he's still listening, you're more than welcome to come on. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. And the reason I offer that invitation, and the reason I'm disappointed you're not here, is because what Angie has just told us goes completely against what you you told um, members of our team uh, yesterday. So. Uh, who, who do we believe? I, I'm always inclined to believe the person I'm speaking to as opposed to the person that's just sent a statement. That's just my na- natural inclination. If that's un- unfair, if that's biased, if that's incorrect, well, then come on and tell me. 08459 455 555. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking rather heavy moving at the moment on the A1M heading southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 6 for Welland Garden City. The M1 Luton Spur building a bit on the speed sensors just between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road. The M25 heading anti-clockwise um, looking rather busy on the sensors between Junction 21 the M1 and Junction 19 for Watford. In Boreham Wood looking slow on a camera on the Barnet Bypass that's heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus and taking a look so far at the A414 in Park Street that's looking rather slow just around the Park Street roundabouts. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Hundreds of new homes with traveller sites attached are set to be built on Greenbelt land in Hertfordshire. The controversial plans involve six sites in Tring, Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamstead and Bovingdon. David Cameron has told the United Nations that it's right for Britain to join international airstrikes against Islamic State extremists in Iraq. He's recalling Parliament tomorrow to secure approval for airstrikes. Staff at Luton-based Monarch Airlines have voted for a pay cut of up to 30% as part of plans as part of plans to restructure the company. And the A414 North Orbital Road has reopened in Hertfordshire this morning, more than 24 hours after an accident closed the westbound carriageway. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons have been drawn at home to fellow League One side Sheffield United in the fourth round of the League Cup. Last night's draw gave the Dons a fourth successive home game in this season's competition. They will host the Blades at Stadium MK on October the 28th or 29th. In last night's third round matches, Frank Lampard scored twice as Manchester City thrashed Sheffield Wednesday 7-0. Here's City manager Manuel Pellegrini. I saw again the team that we try always to, to play in that way. Maybe this year we are not scoring so many goals here at home, so it's, this is the first game that we return to be the team that we, everyone uh, and our fans saw last year here at home. Elsewhere, Chelsea beat Bolton 2-1, Tottenham beat Nottingham Forest 3-1 and Newcastle were 3-2 extra-time winners at Crystal Palace. But Palace boss Neil Warnock was unhappy with his club's decision to announce the next-round draw away to Manchester City before extra-time over the Tannoy. I'll be taking it further. I thought it was a disgrace. We'd just equalise. You know, you don't want to kill the crowd. I thought it was a mistake on our behalf and I'll be, I'll be finding out why we did it because I thought it was wrong. But I'll find out why we did it. Elsewhere in the fourth round draw, Chelsea will travel to League Two Shrewsbury. Liverpool are at home to Swansea. In golf, the opening ceremony for the Ryder Cup at Glen Eagles takes place today. Both captains will also announce tomorrow's first day pairings. And in rugby, Wickham-based Wasps are being linked with a move to Coventry's Rico Arena. Wasps have been playing at Adams Park since 2002. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio is uh, what we're doing. Just look, just... Uh, Messing around on the internet. You're right. Yeah, just had a nice video. I just seen a little video of your little girl. She's very happy with her dinosaur cake. She's always wanted a dinosaur cake. I mean, that, of course, is a lie. Last week she wanted Peppa Pig. Well, you don't know it's a lie. I mean, she's not been around for that long. No. Well, always is a long time when you're three. Now, listen, it's BBC Introducing Day, Kelly Betts. 
What? Do, but what does that mean? I know Roberto's uh, going to be at the horn tonight. He's oh. getting the horn. Yeah. Uh, BBC Introducing finally has a day. I mean, you've got Eat an Apple Day. You've got Give an Old Man a Cake Day. What? You've got Punch Presenter Day, which is tomorrow. Ooh, Bring yeah. some tissues. Yes. Um, and today is BBC Introducing Day. And what happens? How can we Lots get involved? different things are happening today. Well, why don't you tell us? I've asked you four times right. now. She's building it out. I'm oh, sorry. It's up. across the whole of the BBC. Um, but, I mean, you obviously only care about what's happening on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, I care about no, the whole sh- day. This, into this show is all he cares the about. The Shires are coming in. Be with you in a second, Just. Yeah, no worries, boss. Thanks, Justin. The Shires are coming in. Country duo from Bedfordshire. They're good. Like there. them. They're very good. Like them you a lot. requested them. Yep. You know. Yep. I think... Um, I think Look East or someone might be coming in to film that because if you look around your studio, there's fancy lights. Yeah, those guys. Something's going down. Those jokers. JVS is playing a couple of his favourite introducing tracks too. Hand, hand-picked by Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Yep, as is Nick Coffer. Hmm? Nick Coffer. Yep. Hmm. And then Roberto is live from the horn. Why would you call a venue the horn? Let's be, you know, seriously. Catherine? Why not? As in... Oh, yeah. Uh, excellent stuff. Yeah. And if people want to f- yeah. get involved, yeah, they hashtag can... BBC Introducing Day. Why not? Why not? Sounds well, like a lot of fun. If you are in a band and you've and you've um, been on the BBC Introducing Show, feel free to send us a video or a quote of why why what introducing has done for you, and then we can spread it about. Justin, what has introducing yeah. done for you? Nothing. What? This is my beef with this program. Okay, oh. it's a great concept. Oh the other week, I said I can sing, I can perform, yeah. I'm unsigned. When am I going on the show? Have I got a call back? No. Oh, you didn't ring me. No, you've I got spoke to upload to you. To, you've got to up, have you got a, a demo that you can upload to bbc.co.uk forward slash to the top. introducing? Face to face. Give me a demo. Perform live for me. Yeah, I did that the other week. Perform live for us now. Where you go, Just? Please release me. Let me go. How great is that? Of course, there's another one of your classic hits you could sing. Oh, I'm going to give myself a cheesy crumpet. It tastes really cheesy and good. That is quite possibly world class. <laughs> exactly. Well, i got to say, Justin, that <laughs> really is one of the worst things I've never heard. I love it. You're through to the next round. <laughs> you look like a pop star. You smell like a pop star. You're a pop star. You're a pop star! Cheers, guys. I keep missing the claps! Well, I didn't get it. Anyway, Justin. I don't yeah. know who that was. Graham Norton? Yeah, why not? Sure. Justin, yeah. sad news. Let's focus. It's a good day for music for BBC Introducing. Thank yep. you. It's Welcome. a sad day for music um, because Jason Orange has left. Take that. Yep, front page news. This morning, just, I, I say, Catherine and I saw you bent over double. You were taking it hard. Yes, I was. This I was morning. taking it very I hard. Should have, I should have given it to you. You should much, have introduced it gently. I should have, I should have presented it to you in a much gentler fashion. Instead, I just chucked it at you, chucked yep. it in your face. And said, take that. Take that, and you took it hard mate and I'm really sorry it was, yeah. it was it was awful to see you taking it so hard it was very unpleasant to yeah. be perfectly honest with you no, I'm um, sorry mate that was insensitive on me even though he can't sing he can't dance he's a very important member of Take That he can dance, he can dance. he's an actor he's in the Killer Net is he yeah great film oh. I've been in St Albans this morning, uh, the home of our big tour this week, um, taking the front-page news that Jason Orange has quit Take That. I've been taking this to the streets, and Ian, here's what happened. Caroline, you seem to be taking this quite well. Um, <laughs> what's your reaction to, to Jason leaving Take That? It's quite sad. Big fan, and I'm sorry to see him go. 
Oh, my goodness, that little tear. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> You're genuinely upset about this. I am a bit. Oh, bless you. Oh, come on, come here. Oh, Let me give you a cuddle. Come on. Yeah. Listen, don't worry. They're going to carry on. I know they are. Okay. Yeah. I thought they'd split anyway years yeah. ago. So, in actual fact, it's sad news, but not too sad because no. they are going to carry on. But of course, exactly. Jason being there, he's always been there for you, and now he's gone. It's, it's going to be hard to take for a few days, isn't it? It is. Okay, I'll leave you to it. Right, thank okay, you. thank you very much. Hey, John. Morning. Morning. Um, a lot of people very upset about the news that, that Jason Orange has now left Take That. Right. Can you give me your thoughts, please? I, I hadn't heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've heard about it, how does it make you feel? Uh, well, yeah, quite upset, yeah. <laughs> why, do <you> think, <laughs> why do you think he's so popular with everyone here in St Albans? And not just here, but across the country. What, what is it about Jason Orange that really does it for you? <laughs> I suppose it was everybody liked his dancing and take that, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Great dancer. Yeah. Terrific stuff. Okay, well, um, hopefully you can try and get on with your day. Just just try and get it out of your mind, okay? Yeah. He's gone now. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, John. Okay. Morning, Dominic. Nice helmet, by the way. <laughs> Take that, Jason Orange. Yeah. He's now left. A lot of people here very, very upset about that news. How do you feel? No, I'm not bothered, mate. Not bothered at all. You're not bothered? No. I can't, I've got a game, mate. Can you take your helmet off so we can talk properly? No, I've got, I've got time for this, mate. OK, thank you. Morning, Stacey. So, Jason's left. It's actually happened. What's your reaction? It's a bit sad because he's quite a good-looking guy, so, you know, it's a bit of a loss to take that, really. He's a good-looking guy, but he can't sing and he can't dance. I don't know. Who can in a boy band nowadays without a bit of trialling? Are you upset, though? Not really. No. Life goes on. It sure does. Okay. Thanks, Stacey. See you, though. A lot of emotion there, Justin. Uh, I had an email from Ken uh, on this. I mm. think everyone will remember where they were when they heard the news. I was in the loo, yeah. says Ken. So um, Now, the out. speculation is rife on uh, on the taxis this oh, morning. Yeah, go on, go on. Uh, Daz the trucker is saying, I wonder if Jason Orange got squeezed out. <laughs> Uh, and uh, another one, um, Stu and Oh, Bradford. hey! That is good, that sorry. That's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good one, that. I bet the rest have taken that. I'm worried now they've lost such an integral part of the group. <laughs> Who will do Jason's part in all the songs? Wait, does he have any parts? Congrats oh, to take that. Funny. Lost some dead wood. <gasps> oh, it's dead turned. Deadwood. Maybe wow. concerts will be cheaper now as they won't need to pay four. Oh, dear. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Your thoughts on that. And Justin, if you could take this to the streets. Oh, hang mm-hmm. on, sorry, I forgot to... Uh... <laughs> Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Actually, it's growing on me, I'll be honest. Yeah, I like the Peter it. Andrews bit. Um, if you could take this to the streets, uh, the public shaming by the son of Ed Miliband for not wearing a Help for Heroes uh, wristband. They're really having a go at it. Front page news. They've got Cameron Clegg and Farage wearing their Help for Heroes uh, wristbands. Yep. And uh, they've got a, a blank space where Miliband should be. I think it's really unfair. I don't think you can bully people into supporting charities. No, you can't. And, and how many people give to charities on a, on a monthly basis but would never tell anybody because that's personal to them. If they want to donate to a charity, that's their choice. Not the public's choice or your friend's choice. It's, it's their personal choice. Just Justin, speak to you later on, mate. Take care, boss. Ta-ta, 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 Mark's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Mark. Morning. What would you like to say, sir? Uh, Christmas is coming. La, 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 la. What? Uh, hmm? What's that? It's our Christmas song. Yours? 
Well, it's your well, Christmas song, Mark. I don't it's, know. Yours, it's yours, guys. No, 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 it's, no, no, it's not. Not my, my... I think... That sounds I like a remix. The, a legal with remix. The news, with the news that that orange chap has left, take yeah. that. We might be going to war. I think everyone could do right. a bit of cheering up with the Christmas Just song. Just sing your Christmas song again, Mark. Christmas is coming. La, 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 la. Right, OK. Well, you're singing the Coca-Cola theme. <laughs> my, mine and Kelly Beck's Christmas song, which you had no part in writing, goes like this. Christmas time. La, 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 la. Christmas time, la 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 la. Christmas time, la 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 la. Just the men. Christmas time, la 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 la. Now the ladies. Christmas time, la la la. Just Kelly. Christmas time, la 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 la. Just Catherine. Get a grip. Oh, for goodness sakes, mate. Well, I'm not Catherine. Yeah, what a Scrooge. Mark, listen, I thought we established last year that you get, you, you've got no writing credit on this song. <laughs> you must make notes about the callers. I, I think I do have some rights. Well, well, uh, well, well how, OK, re-establish your claim, please. Because me, I wrote the, the initial song. Kelly made it a whole lot better. Thanks for that, girls. Welcome. So that's the, uh, the Lee Betts writing team. How does Mark get involved? Promotion and management. Well, you couldn't even remember the words. And we haven't, we haven't spoken to you for nine months. Where's the management well, contact I there? Ring, I do ring Jonathan a lot, to be fair. But are you managing Jonathan? Are you managing, managing me and Kelly? This is how Silla felt. Exactly. Between I have worked with agents who, who, who are worse than this, actually. Yeah. But yeah. still. Between the three of you, come on. You've got two producers in there. Don't, don't bring me into this. Come I've got on, nothing guys. to do with this song. I'm opting yeah. out. Do you know what, Mark? I'm, I'm, Mark, I'm I'm, ve- I'm yay close, and I need to speak with K- to Kelly about this privately. I am yay close to uh, sacking you off as our manager. No, don't do that. Hang it's on, Mark. Mark. Too many, too many people leaving bands already today. Come on, guys. It's true. It'd Bring be, it'd be very sad. Mark, Thank just you. do you have any talent? Like maybe you could be in a video. Can you juggle? I I can't juggle. No. Uh, what use could you be to us? I'm quite pretty. Can we okay. mop jelly off you? Oh. Well, uh, yeah, potentially. He's missed a 15%, and he ain't done nothing for his 15%. And I haven't even got... I'm not... Mark, listen, all right, okay. All right, uh, Kelly, tell me if you agree with this, Mark. I give you um, four more months as our manager, and if we don't... If if the song doesn't make it this year, then we really will have to think long and hard about whether we want to keep you or not. I'll take that, done. Okay, thank you very mm, much. Nice indeed. take that pun there as yeah, well. Yeah, it's good. I mean, as managers go, I've, I have had worse, worse agents. I do like his cheek, though. That kind of brass. He's got chutzpah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got. He's like um, shallot. If I was in your band, I'd be. Um, You'd be asked to snapped. leave. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kelly. <laughs> do you fancy a rehearsal, Kels? Yes, please. Oh. <clears throat> Stop this! It's not even Christmas December. time. La 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 la, it's Christmas time. La 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 la, it's Christmas time. La 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 la. I wonder if that Christmas offer of joining time. Atomic Kitten still stands. La 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 la, it's Christmas. I don't think Kerry's up for it anymore. La 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 la. Send an email. It's Christmas time. There we go. La 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 la. Dear kittens. La 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 la. You know I said I didn't have time because I was producing an award-winning breakfast show. La Christmas time. Turns out I may have a window. Christmas Perhaps time. I could make you whole again. Yeah, I like that. Christmas time. Love. La 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 la. Christmas time. La 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 la. Beautiful. Man, we didn't even really need to rehearse. Nice one. Had it down. What do you reckon, Kath? Uh, yeah. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Rather heavy moving now on the A1M heading southbound between Junction 8 at Stevenage and Junction 6 for Welling Garden City. In Park Street, the A414's looking rather heavy moving on the speed sensors just around the Park Street roundabouts and very slow at the moment on the M25 heading anti-clockwise between Junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. Take a look in Watford and it's looking very slow on the Exchange Road just around Upton Road on the sensors and the M40 a London bound looking rather heavy moving between Junction 20, sorry, Junction 1A for the M20. Oh, blimey, get it right, Nicola! So far looking at the trains, everything's moving rather well. No problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. 7.46, it's Thursday the 25th of September. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hundreds of new homes with traveller sites attached are set to be built on Greenbelt land in Hertfordshire. The controversial plans involve six sites in Tring, Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Bovingdon. David Cameron has told the United Nations that Britain is ready to play its part in confronting Islamic State extremists. And an agency claims a transgender model has been barred from a fashion show at next month's Milton Keynes exhibition because the business community is too conservative and not ready to see a transgender on stage. Your thoughts on that, please? Let's get the weather weather, weather first. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there, it's a chilly but bright start to the day, but it does cloud over and by this afternoon not much sunshine left at all. Um, but it should stay dry, with just got a light southwesterly wind with temperatures reaching 18 degrees Celsius. It's a cloudy but warmer night tonight with lows of 14 degrees, so tomorrow a bit of a grey day, but uh, by the afternoon we're looking at uh, the best chance of sunny spells really later on in the day. Temperatures reaching about 20 degrees Celsius. Now, Saturday and Sunday start off a bit misty, foggy, and that could be slow to clear but again we should have sunny intervals in the afternoon and then Monday and Tuesday we've got an increasing risk of showers but remaining warm that's your latest forecast I wonder what Roberto thinks about various things Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. Are league tables the best way to judge a school? Panel, do you have any sympathy for the Buckinghamshire golfer Ian Poulter? Police are issuing safety advice to women in Watford, but I'm fascinated by the age gap between her and her husband. Figures show that around half a million pounds were spent in Hertfordshire last year clearing up after people who dump rubbish. Then you just ate them. Roberto Peroni. There's been an extraordinary action on social media. My big concern is that no one ever worries about the victims. The whole system is designed to help the criminal. Roberto Peroni weekdays from 3 BBC Three Counties Radio As part of BBC Introducing Day, Roberto Peroni is going to be at the horn Well, Lynn in Hemel has called in with some horn facts. Good morning, Lynn <laughs> Good morning, Ian. What, what have you got for us? Firstly, I've got a little joke Oh, I like, I like jokes So, have you Do got you your radio think- on? Yeah, sorry, my legs aren't working Oh, blimey, okay. Sorry. Well, it sounds like we're in space, but go on Right. Do you think Jason Orange left the band because he was pissed off? She said pissed. Yeah, and I was very careful how I said you it. You said pissed, yes, well done. That, that, that's just, that's almost got us out of trouble. Yes, go on. The horn is called the Horn of Plenty. Oh, yeah. And that's where Paul Young started off. Oh. Remember when he was in a band called the Q-Tip? I do remember. Toast, a little toast, bit of toast. A little bit of toast. Yep. Well, he, was in, he used to go there and perform there. Oh, Lynn, I'm going to let you go, because it does sound like you're in space. And, of course, who is the famous... Does anyone know this? This is, this is my favourite bit of trivia. And I can't remember the answer, but someone will tell me. Who is the famous chef 
that broke into Paul Young's house and stole some of his guitars. You heard that story, Kath. There's a famous chef that broke into Paul Young's house and nicked his guitars and nicked loads of stuff. Can't remember, do you, who was it? Gino De Campo. Gino De Campo. Isn't that, isn't that a weird bit of trivia? Have they, have they since made up? I think they must have done. Anyway, 08459 555. I bet they have, because Paul Young's a really nice bloke. And I'm sure Gino De Campo's a really nice bloke that was just going through issues at the time. Yeah. It's weird, though, isn't it? It's very, very odd. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Should you wish to give us a call, 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 call. Now, it used to be the case that you couldn't build on greenbelt land because it was protected from development. Well. More and more now, developers and councils are finding ways round this in order to meet the housing uh, needs, citing what the government call exceptional circumstances. The latest case of this is in Tring in Hertfordshire, where there's a proposal to build 200 homes and a traveller site on the Greenbelt. Joined now by Councillor Andrew Williams, who's leader of Decorum Council and responsible for planning and regeneration. Andrew, what, what are the exceptional circumstances here? Well, I mean... It's not quite true to say that um, Greenbelt has never been, has ne- never been built on. I mean, it's very, very rare. Um, well, Greenbelt is protected against uh, sort of un- unplanned or unauthorised development, but during the process of planning for new housing, then looking at Greenbelt has always been a, a way of meeting that demand at the moment. You know, demand for housing in, in Hertfordshire or the south of England you know, is, is very high, and we're, and we're having to look at additional sites to meet housing needs. So are you citing special circumstances here? Yes, I mean, it, it simply... So what are the special circumstances? The need to meet our housing, our housing figures, which have been given to us, you know, through the central government planning process. OK, so the special circumstances are you've got nowhere else to build at all? No, we've looked at all, you know, I mean, it's not just building houses, of course, we have to, you know, other, other infrastructure, and we've looked at all of the options around reusing employment land, redeveloping sites, you know, brownfield sites, and we've been very successful over recent years of keeping you know, development on, on brownfield sites up into the 90%, reusing existing sites. But obviously, as, as, as you build more and more housing and the demand gets greater, you, you run out of, of used land to reuse. Well, it's, it does say here um, that the local authorities with green belts in their area should establish green belt boundaries in their local plans, which set the framework for green belt policy. Once established, these boundaries should only be altered in exceptional circumstances. So, so saying that the green belt land is regularly built on is slightly misleading, isn't it? year process. I mean, the, the core strategy local plan lasts for you know, a period of around 20 years, and, and those boundaries are reviewed as part of that. Now, we've been through the core strategy review, we've been through the planning inspector's review of our core strategy, and he's found um, the use of these sites to be, you know, in planning terms, an acceptable use, um, and our new boundaries, our new green belt boundaries. I mean, the government does advise you, yes, to... A local planning authority, these are the guidelines, a local planning authority should regard the construction of new buildings as inappropriate in green belt. Yes, in day-to-day planning terms, you would you would resist development in green belt. But when you're doing your core strategy, your once every twenty-year review, or, or whatever period it might be, then it's appropriate to look at those boundaries and to see where you're going to locate housing in terms of sustainable growth for your borough. So you wouldn't um, grant a planning application um, unplanned on the green belt. You would protect the green those green spaces. But 
during that, that process of reviewing your core strategy, it is appropriate, and it's taken us about six years now to go through a whole range of sites to look where we, okay. you know, where we can be housing demand. And in fact, that even with the sites that we are allocating in the Greenbelt and other lands within the within our urban areas to be redeveloped, we're still not meeting the housing numbers that we're expected to meet. So we we are still having a shortfall of housing within the borough. So I've got this right. There are six Greenbelt sites which will be developed. Yeah. When will that happen, and how many homes are we talking about? Um, we're talking about probably around 1,600 homes in, on Greenbelt sites out of a total of around 11,000. Uh, and because we, we, want to, we want to encourage use of other sites first, none of the Greenbelt sites are planned to be to provide housing before 2021, and some will provide housing through towards the end of the plan period, which is up to 2031. Is, is there not uh, brownfield land that you could use? Well, there is, because we're still, we are providing around 9,500 to 10,000 properties on brownfield sites. So. And how much, does that then fill up all of the brownfield land, or is there still plenty out there but that perhaps you, you just don't want to pay for it? No, no, because the borough council, or the council, you know, councils are not paying for the land. We're, we're laying a framework of land use categories, and other developers, house builders, housing associations, or even the council in some cases, will develop those brownfield sites. Um, developing green build, build sites is the last resort, and we have looked at, you know... Every so all of the, all of the brownfield land is, has been used up then? Sorry? All of the brownfield land has been used up? During the, during this, I mean, there's always things that might come forward, a factory that closes down or, or something that you couldn't plan for, you know, a factory that closes down in 10 years' time that you, you wouldn't but, possibly but, have known about you, now. But all, all known available sites that have been looked at as part of... of, of we know it will become available during this plan period... Uh, for housing, I mean, not all sites can be used for housing because you still have to provide employment, shops, you know, doctor's yeah. surgeries. Oh, it's a tough, it it's be. a tough situation. What about negligent landlords who sit on their land, doing nothing? Is there not a procedure where you could take them to court and, and get the land off them? No, there isn't. I mean, you, you, you've probably heard governments talk about that, but I don't think a that's a big issue. I mean, it might be a big issue in areas where the housing market is not so strong and and, and is not a desire to develop out, but in areas where the housing market is very strong, like Hertfordshire. Um, developers are building out sites almost as fast as they can. So I don't think land banking, as, as it's you know, been described, is an issue. But it's still, even, you know, we can't force a developer to build the houses. But even if a site is not being developed immediately, it's still included in our housing figures. So, you know, we, if we will, you know, obviously preferable to increase the delivery. But that land is still allocated within our 11,000. So we're still using that land in terms of our quota before we move on to Greenbelt. And uh, in Tring and Hemel, there are going to be traveller sites attached with a total of 17 pitches, is that right? This is true. Is, yeah. this, is this a new way of dealing with the traveller issue? Because there has been controversy before when traveller sites are, are, are proposed independently. Is, is this a way around that, just tag them onto new developments? It is, it is the option the council has chosen. I wouldn't describe it as a way around, but yes, I mean, traveller you know, sites have to be provided for. I mean, it's a, it's a community which the government recognises required housing and councils are obliged to plan for it. And we mm. took a view uh, in 2008-2009 when we were starting this core strategy process that we would um, provide those new traveller pitches alongside new uh, large-scale developments so that the two could be integrated together and uh, people, uh, developers building the sites and people moving into, into the site were aware that, um, that the sites were provided as an integral part of that new development. So it does avoid the issue of trying to find sites um, on the edge of settled communities, which is, you know, is quite difficult because it's mm. 
sites are very, you know, in existing residential areas are very difficult to find, and you want these sites to be near services. Oh, I don't, I, I don't envy your job in the slightest, Andrew. Thanks very much for joining us this morning. Councillor Andrew Williams, Leader of Decorum Council, 08459 555555. We've had a few texts through. Yeah. You know, we were talking earlier on about this, um, the newspaper, The Sun, um, shaming Ed uh, Miliband for not wearing page his of the sun. Help for Heroes bracelet. Yes. Um, Lisa says, I think people wear the bracelets to feel proud of their loved ones, especially if those in the army, but you should believe in the cause for the right reasons. We're asking whether it's right that the paper's doing this. So it's a bit of a stretch there. <laughs> Yeah. That put you off. What do you think? Does, how, do you, how, do, how do you feel about this idea that the the Sun newspaper is is showing the other three, so Farage, um, and Cameron, and Clegg, well done, all showing their armbands yeah. with pride, and then they've kind of empty chaired Miliband. There's a blank page. What um, a part of the page? Sorry. I don't like these wristbands. When did they start? Was Lance Armstrong was possibly one of the first Lance the Strongs, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the cheat we were remember when we were supporting a cheat by um, uh, wearing plastic armbands? I don't like the arm. I say I saw a fellow the other day, about six of them on and they were filthy. And you can say, alright, okay, well you're, you're a really charitable guy, well done. But it's... That is kind of, I mean, aside from wearing your poppy, yeah. there is a pressure to wear poppy. There is a, po- a, a poppy bullying, yes. But that's the first time I remember charity being a fashion thing. Yeah. There was, um, well... Yeah, there was the AIDS uh, ribbon, yes. but that was. I always interpreted that more as as, as a support. Uh, I'm so. This is what you know. I guess I think, if I remember correctly, it was when AIDS was still frowned upon and um, you know was seen as a, a dirty disease uh, and things like that. Uh, that that's kind of what I remember. But yeah, it was. It's the armbands, really. And that's the... when charity started to get a bit, bit more outward facing and and oh. about keeping up with everyone else. And I don't know. This, this front page makes me feel very, very uncomfortable. I think the Sun have really misjudged this. And I know why they're doing it. It's because Ed Miliband is down on the floor after forgetting a huge chunk of speech. And so they are putting the boot in. Because uh, I'm sure they want to get rid of him before the next general election. It's a possibility. I just think this is the wrong way of doing it. Your thoughts, please. 08459 455 555. Who the hell's Jason Orange? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the A1M, that's looking heavy on the sensors between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 6 for Welling Garden City. In Park Street, the A414, it's looking rather slow on the sensors just around the Park Street roundabout at the moment. The M25, very slow anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 19 at Watford. So far, taking a look at the M40 and London bound, very heavy moving at the moment between Junction 1A for the M25 and Junction 1 for the Denham roundabout. Also in Borehamwood, heavy moving on the Barnet Bypass between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't know. I just say, listen, I just say the stuff. The stuff that comes to my mouth is gold and pure genius. I can't then go back and recreate it, guys, all right? Ah, dearie, dearie me. Here we go. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, major development plans in Hertfordshire. David Cameron says the UK must join airstrikes against Islamic State and Luton Workforce votes for pay cut. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hundreds of new homes with traveller sites attached are set to be built on Greenbelt land in Hertfordshire. The controversial plans involve six sites in Tring, Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamstead and Bovingdon. The Corn Borough Council says it has to develop the Greenbelt land to meet the housing needs, citing exceptional circumstances. Kevin Fitzgerald is from the Campaign to Protect Rural England. It's not defined, but you know, we, most of us know what exceptional means, and just because developers want to build somewhere, it's not really exceptional these days. And, and I don't think this council is showing anywhere in their, in their documentation or their consultation what anybody would regard as exceptional circumstances. David Cameron has told the United Nations that it's right for Britain to join international airstrikes against Islamic State extremists in Iraq. He's recalling Parliament tomorrow to secure approval for airstrikes. Referring to the invasion of Iraq in 2003, Mr Cameron said it was important to learn the right lessons from the past. We must not be so frozen with fear that we don't do anything at all. Isolation and withdrawing from a problem like ISIL will only make matters worse. We must not allow past mistakes to become an excuse for indifference or inaction. Staff at Luton-based Monarch Airlines have voted for a pay cut as part of plans to restructure the company. More than 90% voted in favour of pay cuts of up to 30%. Strike action had been threatened over plans to cut 1,000 jobs. News of the vote comes the day after confirmation of likely new owners next month. The A414 North Orbital Road has reopened in Hertfordshire this morning. More than 24 hours after an accident closed the westbound carriageway. The road was closed in the early hours of yesterday morning after a lorry jackknife near the London Colney roundabout. The resulting diesel spill meant the road had to be resurfaced, causing lengthy delays for drivers. An agency claims a transgender model has been barred from a fashion show at next month's MK exhibition. Milton Keynes Modelling Angels says it's been told it can't include the model, Michelle, in the show. The exhibition organisers say a fashion show was never agreed, only talked about. But Angie Soa from the modelling agency says it's because of the transgender model. The organisers specifically said that the business community in Milton Keynes is too conservative and that they're not ready to see a transgender on stage. The band Take That are to continue as a trio following the decision by Jason Orange to leave. He informed the remaining members of the band Gary Barlow, Mark Owen and Howard Donald at a meeting last week. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons have been drawn at home to fellow League One side Sheffield United in the fourth round of the League Cup. Last night's draw gave the Dons a fourth successive home game in this season's competition. The weather a sunny start but with cloud increasing but staying dry in most places. A maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I lived here and went to school here and then moved to London and then I loved it so much I came back. All this week we're exploring St Albans The oldie worldy appeal the peace round by the park. Exploring where you live. I think it's a very friendly area. Don't have to go too far and you're out in the country and you can walk for miles. The Big tour of beds, hearts, and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. St. Albans. Who the hell's Jason Orange? Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. That's Catherine Boyle. This one. That lady there. Lots on the show this morning, including transgender trouble, green belt balls. 
That came from nowhere. Uh, also, 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 we're talking... There's a whole raft of issues we're discussing this morning. Should you ever be shamed into supporting a charity? That's what The Sun's trying to do to Ed Miliband today. And I think it's kind of unfair. He's not wearing a Help for Heroes wristband. Uh, and so they're making a big issue out of it. They've put three photographs on and one empty photograph. It seems a little bit unfair. And also, sad news, take that uh, down to three. Jason Orange has left. Catherine, how are you uh, bearing up? It's gonna it just be catches me now and again. Yeah. I'll, I'll be all right. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now. A transgender model has been barred from a fashion show at next month's Milton Keynes exhibition. Milton Keynes Modelling Angel says it's been told it can't include the model Michelle in the show after an audition was filmed by the event's organisers. The company's managing director, Angie Sowar, said she was told it wasn't the right venue and that it's not discrimination, but they were just being practical. Well, the controversial model in question, Michelle from Aylesbury's in the studio. Morning, Michelle. Good morning. So when, when did you hear that you couldn't take... So you were all set to be part of this fashion show. Yes. Um, uh, when did you hear that you couldn't be part of the fashion show? It, it's all happened really quite quickly in the last couple of days. Um, it's, it's been quite short notice because the, um, the whole thing, the, the fashion show, um, I've only recently got involved in it, really. Mm. Um, and, and I love doing that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but yes, Angie phoned me just a couple of days ago and said that um, it couldn't go ahead. Um, and as far as you're concerned, because we're hearing different things from Angie and different things from Peter Barnett, who's the MK exhibition organiser. He sent us a statement I'll read in a minute. As far as you're concerned, how definite was this fashion show? Well, I, I thought it was a definite thing. You right. know, um, I was given a date of the 17th and I understand it was a, a it was a business um, kind of conference. And as part of that, they've got certain stage things going on. And part of that was a fashion show. Mm. And the fashion show was to promote MK Angels and also to promote designers. Um, I understand we were going to wear um, clothes that were um, designed and made by young designers. Mm. So how long have you been modelling? Um, it's something that I really only play with, um, right. but I love doing fashion shows, yeah. love dressing up, um, and, and it's not something that I do 24-7. It's not your main job, but it's kind of a little sideline. Yeah. Have you ever um, uh, met a hostile or surprised reaction before? No, I, I was very taken aback. The very first fashion show I'd done was a, was a charity uh, show at, and it was held at Pink Punters, and we had a magnificent turnout. Uh, we raised about six and a half thousand pounds for a charity for the Redway School, mm. and um, and I was very well received because it was the first one I'd done. I was a little bit nervous, and um, to the point I'd done six collections, and people were putting money in a box, and uh, I, I collected the most money. Um, so quite quite proud so you're doing something right yeah, yeah you yeah. can understand pink punters of course is a gay club uh, where perhaps it's it's the, the attitude there is a little bit more open-minded yeah um uh, uh, so you could understand perhaps them being sl- slightly more receptive how does it make you feel if if what we're hearing is correct how does it make you feel that this fashion show has been pulled because of you because of because you're transgender well in actual fact I, i've sort of i feel a bit bad really for the other models um you know i was asked would i take part and i said yes i would um 
and, and I feel bad that it's been cancelled because you know maybe the other models might have been able to go ahead. But um, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know I love dressing up, um, and because I'm very tall, um, I do stand out. You are quite tall, yes. <laughs> yeah. that, that cannot be denied. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I do look. Um, kind of bold and glamorous when i'm when i'm dressed yeah. up so uh must be disappointing yes it is disappointing um and um yes i would have loved to have done it um i love doing anything like that fashion shows I, i've entered some beauty pageants as well but usually they are within the transgender yeah. community was it ever an option did you ever say um to uh, angie or the organizers do you know what i don't i I'll, why don't i just pull out I, to be honest, this has happened very quickly. Right. So I, I think, you know, as I understand it, that, you know, we've just been told we can't go ahead with a fashion show. Mm. And I'm not sure if, if, if it was an option that they could go ahead without me, then um, I'd be happy for the other models, really. Mm. Um, I'd love to take part if I was allowed to, but... Um, I would imagine... Um, and I've not met too many transgender people that I'm aware of. I don't know, sometimes. Uh, but I would imagine that, that there is still kind of uh, a level of discrimination. Yes. If not outright um, hatred, is that too strong a word sometimes? I, I think that's probably a strong word, yeah. Um, generally speaking, one of the things we do at, at Pink Panthers, I'm mentioning Pink Panthers again, um, I'm on their trans agenda um, awareness group, and... Um, we have lots of people come into the club, um, lots of straight people, um, and it's a really good thing because it mixes communities. And strangely enough, um, when the World Cup was on, I'd gone to a ladies' ascot day and I was all dressed up, all glammed up, and um, we ended up going in to a very male pub to watch England. Yeah. Um, oh God! Why would you put yourself? <laughs> well, I can't think of anything worse than that environment. <laughs> Blimey! But um, no one, no one took any notice yeah. at all. It was just like I was a normal, you know, girl in a normal environment. Have you seen attitudes? I, I was we were speaking to uh, someone earlier on. It, it, it feels to me that attitudes towards transgender have have kind of come on leaps and bounds in the last sort of four or five years. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and it's it, it's being normalised now. Yes, yeah, I think so. I think so. And and I think there's a lot of closet people out there that dress, and and um, and it's becoming more acceptable. Mm. Um, and obviously, it's it's a very diverse thing because um, because some people are transsexual, some people are transvestites, mm. um, and yeah, there's a whole spectrum, and there's a lot of guys that completely do the whole change and, and become women um, so so within that spectrum it's, there's a very wide range mm. um, but yes it is becoming more acceptable and, and it becomes more acceptable by you know being able to get involved in things like doing fashion shows that are open to the general public because then it makes other people aware. Unfortunately, the organiser of the MK exhibition, Peter Barnett, is uh, is too busy to come on the show. He's kind of he he sent us a few bits and pieces, and it's a shame, Peter, if you're listening. I, I would I'm aware this is sounding very one sided. I would love to get your side of this. Oh eight four five nine four double five five to five. Anyway, he was invited on. He says he's working flat out at the moment with the exhibition. Uh, he says the fashion show was something that was talked about, but was never agreed to be part of the exhibition, which again goes against what what Angie was your, your agent was saying earlier. He says they never advertised they were going to have models there he also said he tried to help the modeling agency and they were trying to make the issue into a bigger thing than it is he's disappointed that people are trying to use something that doesn't exist against them when he's supporting lots of charities your response to that michelle 
Well, obviously, I, um, I have to take his um, opinion, really. Mm. Um, obviously, he knows what the exhibition is about. I really didn't. Mm. Um, this has all been quite new to me, um, and I wasn't sure how the fashion show would fit into like a business-type conference. Um, so if I'm completely honest... Um, you know, obviously Peter knows what, what his plans were and what he wants to do with yeah. his, his uh, conference. It would be good if he came on and talked to us. Michelle, listen, I appreciate your time. Are you, uh, take that fan at all? Disappointed um, by Jason Orange <laughs> leaving or n- n- not bothered in the slightest? <laughs> I'm more of a rock chick, really. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Green day and... <laughs> well, never mind. I'm sure you'll get over it. Michelle, nice to meet you. Thank you very much. 08459 four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I, I'm, I'm concerned for the Take That fans that they're not ringing in in their droves. I was expecting repeats of, hang on, when would it be when, uh, was it when Robbie left or when when, when Robbie left would have been, hang on. Oh, let, no. What? Well, if there was that and then I just remember Gary Baller saying, I'm afraid the rumours are true. Take yeah, that. I'm afraid it's the rumours are true. That was when this morning, so that would have been, I would have been about 22, so that would have been about 1995, 96, something like that. Uh, and I was, uh, and, and the, I was eighteen. <laughs> uh, you were never eighteen. Yeah, let's be honest. I was. And um, this morning was a wash with tears. Uh, Denise was was talking kids, you know, out of that they had ropes around their neck, literally, metaphorically. Actually, some of some them. them were very, very, very upset. They yeah. really, really were. It sounds like a joke now. They really, really were. Which is why I'm so worried about the lack of calls this morning, because Too I'm worried quiet. what these kids are doing to themselves. I mean, they're not kids now. They're um... they're old women. Old women in and old gay prime, men. I, I wonder. I wonder what they're. Uh, no, they're <laughs> prime. I'm, I'm seriously. I'm worried about them. Yeah. So if you want to talk, no judgment. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We'll take it seriously. I can do serious stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did a serious thing about February. Yeah. You were very good at that. Actually, you did serious voice and everything. Did a serious voice and everything. So, some of them are maybe just waking up now. Yeah. Although the kids will have had them up. You know yeah, that for the last uh, two hours, but they'll be busy. They might just be having a little breather before the school runs. Let's hope they're sobering up. Um, Jason Orange is leaving. Take that. I know. I know. If you want to talk about it, we're here. And we'll be here till nine o'clock just for you. Give us a call on 08459 455 555. Actually, could I have some sad music? If you're joining us now, you're waking up to the very sad news that Jason Orange... He's no longer a member of Take That. He's decided to move on with his life and his career. And maybe music just doesn't fit anymore. If you've been affected by that, please call us now on 08459 455 555. Who the hell's... The Jason Orange ghost is ruining the computers here. Hang on a second. Stop. Press. Play. Who the hell's Jason Orange? Still works. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Long delays at the moment on the M1 London bound. There's breaking down vehicle just after Junction 9 for Redbourne. It is looking rather busy now to Junction 10, Luton Airport, Spur Road. The A414 is looking rather slow moving around the Park Street roundabout and very heavy on the M25 at the moment heading clockwise just around Junction 25 for Enfield heading through the roadworks area there. Also anti-clockwise rather slow moving between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 16 for the M40. The M40 itself is looking very heavy on the sensors London bound between Junction 1A for the M25 and Junction 1 for the Denham roundabouts. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.16. It's Thursday the 25th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hundreds of new homes with traveller sites attached are set to be built on Greenbelt land in Hertfordshire. The controversial plans involve six sites in Tring, Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Bobbingdon. David Cameron has told the United Nations that Britain is ready to play its part in confronting Islamic State extremists. And an agency claims a transgender model has been barred from a fashion show at next month's Milton Keynes exhibition because the business community is too conservative and not ready to see a transgender on stage. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Introducing. BBC Introducing across beds, hearts and bucks. Today, it's BBC Introducing Day here on BBC Three Counties Radio. And to mark the occasion, we'll bring you the best local unsigned music throughout the day. George Ezra, Indy and the Vegas, Natasha North, Jack Garrett, James Bay and Annie Eve. And from three, Roberto will be live from the Horn in St Albans to celebrate 40 years of this amazing live music venue. BBC Introducing Day, all day today on BBC Three Counties Radio. I very rarely, Catherine, doing this job, very rarely, I don't get shocked anymore. Very rarely. Every now and then we'll get a call from someone. It's a story that's so heartfelt, so touching, so personal and unique. Kind of takes your breath away. Yeah. Just catches you right there. Jonathan Vernon-Smith has, I don't know what you're laughing for, it, I don't know what kind of deviant hellhole you're living in. He has just told me something that has, that has shocked me, okay. disgusted me, moved... It's horrible. Would you like to yeah. tell Do Catherine share. and the listener? Well, my, my, uh, my puppy's been a bit of a devil twice this morning. Oh, dear. First of all, I was standing out there in the cold and the dark, yeah. you know, waiting for her to have a good old run around in the garden. I realised I was there alone. She'd gone back in the house to bed. <laughs> I mean, quite how long I was standing out there in the garden. That's not the shocking bit. And by the way, if you've got a seven-year-old in the car, they're going to love this. Um, So anyway, I left her in her bed. I went out of my shower, came downstairs, and uh, the cat had used his litter tray. So, of course, I went to clean his litter tray. So I'm in there, and uh, and before I could do anything, she leapt in his litter tray and she ate his whoopsie. So then what did you do? I tried to get it out. Of her mouth? Yeah. He's fighting fighting a dog for a stool. (laughs) There's bits of it falling out all over the floor. It was disgusting. But the thing is, you know, I was trying to tell her off. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> trying to tell her, it's like Mr. Bean in my house at the moment. I'm trying to tell her off. She wasn't getting it. She thought it was hilarious. Her little tail's wagging. No yeah. dogs yeah. Co- but the one thing that worries me is dogs copy their owner's behaviour, don't they? <laughs> so... You can save money on food if you just let No. <laughs> I don't think I'll be letting her do you're that gonna, again. You're going to uh, have it put oh. down? No, I'm not. Oh. But unfortunately, it is quite a common problem with... Uh, well, one of my friends has a black Labrador, and her her dog ate about ten kilos okay. of horse manure. Okay, this really is. Uh, this might be the kind of stuff that that sits well <laughs> on your show, Jonathan. But I, I'll be honest, we, uh, you, we've got standards well, here. Well, now I've moved to the country, these kinds of things happen. <sighs> Absolutely disgusting. Didn't get this in the city. Just, just tell us what's on your show quickly and, and, and get out, please. Coming up on this morning's big phone in at nine. Do you think we should bomb the hell out of ISIL? David Cameron says the UK is now ready to play its part in fighting ISIL and he's recalled Parliament who tomorrow will vote on what action to take. He's described the group as an evil against which the whole world must unite and it would seem likely now that the UK will join the US and France in bombing the militants. The former Attorney General and Beaconsfield MP Dominic Grieve says there's a sound legal basis for bombing ISIL. The question is... Will you back the government if the RAF are sent to war? From nine this morning, I want your views. Do you think we should bomb the hell out of ISIL? 08459 455 555. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I mean... Dogs really willing anything, won't they? It really is. If that, if he thinks, you know, that may sit well with his listeners, but I know we have a far more discerning bunch than that. Mm. So, new, to quote uh, the late, uh, late and much maligned um, Amy Whitehouse, new, new, new. Some hopeful t- texts uh, we've had through. Here we go. Uh, this one's anonymous, but I can understand that. This is, it's with regard to the uh, Jason Orange phone-in that we're trying to do, but obviously people are too caught up to talk about it. Um, this anonymous texter says, does this mean we'll finally get Killernet 2 made? Now, we have had some discussion about Killernet 1. We, we, we discussed Killernet 1 in great detail mm-hmm. earlier on. Yes. Someone paid just under 17 quid for it. They kept the receipt all eight years. Good grief. What was her name? Rebecca Wolf. Rebecca, uh, Be- uh, Mary- Rachel Woof. Uh, there was a Woof in it. Mm. Do you remember the program Woof? Yes. That boy that could turn into a dog. Yeah. It's good, though, isn't it? Mm. Not as good as Brum about the car. Oh, Brum was rubbish. Anyway, we're not talking about kids' programs. What are you trying to do? Sorry, mate. We're talking about. Um, I used to love refreshers, sweeties. Anyway, sorry, go on. Jason Orange was lucky to get him to take that anyway, says Daz the oh, Trucker. No. In the auditions, he only just pipped the other person to the post. Oh, guys, you really are squeezing these jokes out, aren't you? (sighs) 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 (sighs)
I'm definitely going back to Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't leave us, Matt. You can't leave us. Who's that? Richard Clenerman? No, it's Ian Lee. No, it sounds like James Lars and Richard Clenerman. No, mate, it's Ian Lee. It's the Ian Lee show. We've spoken before, well, Matt. You're losing your marbles. Orange. What's your beef with Orange? Well, did you audition and didn't get in? <laughs> is, that, is that what your problem is? What? You auditioned for Take That and, and Jason Orange beef between you and Orange, and they went for Orange. Is that what your beef is, Matt? Is that why you're, no. so, you're so down on the Orange? No, it's Take That. What's wrong with Take That? The only good thing about Take That is, uh, is what's his name? Ken, uh, Ken, Ken Barlow. Barlow. <laughs> He's going to say Ken Barlow! Ken Barlow. <laughs> what are you talking about? The only, the only good thing about Take That. Don't you, oh, don't you remember the Do What You Like video? <laughs> Do what? They did what they like. Yeah, a bit like Ian. Back to you, Ian. We're playing tennis with Matt's words, and boy, oh boy, it really is a disappointing game. Uh, well, Matt, listen, so you've yeah. just phoned up to say you're upset with Jason Orange leaving and it's broken your heart. Well, that's, that's what can we do to comfort you? Uh, play me uh, Kenny Rogers and Johnny Cash. Oh, for goodness sake, we're talking real music today, Matt. Come on, We mate. are talking real music dream. today. Come Let's on, come on, come on, take, take that. that. And party! Come on, come, come on, on, come on, come on, take that! <laughs> Go on, what's your favourite Take That song, Matt? Uh, I don't know. Go on. Uh, none of them. Oh, mate. Um, listen, I'm not going to allow this negative attitude on anymore, and I'm speaking specifically about Matt. Yeah, OK. Yeah. Mine's all right, though. Well, mm. contractually. They're well, all right, I suppose, yeah. Oh! Oh, he's softening. Right. I can hear the ice thawing. Yeah, the ice is breaking. Glenn, I know which you... one he likes. Yeah, go on. It only, only takes, takes a minute, girl. girl. Only takes a minute, girl. Oh, fall, fall in love. Fall in love. Fall in love. You sound like two what's-the-names from bloody, from the car park. Two what's-the-names from bloody the car park. I've got literally... Two drunkards, two drunken Yeah, you know what that sounds like, Matt, wouldn't you, if you could remember it? What? Nothing. Take what? Thanks very much indeed. Glenn's in Leighton Buzzard. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning. How are you? He's back from Cypriot Cyprus. Absolutely. Great holiday. Couldn't care less. (laughs) Hey, found a nice chippy out there, though. Oh, yeah. Authentic. Yeah. Mr. Cardi's name is. Oh, yeah. In, in Prataris. Yeah. Home from home. Yeah. Went there four times. You can't go to a chippy four times in Cyprus. What about your souvlaki? What about your... Kebab? Mezzies. Your mezzies. What about your mezzies? No, didn't have any of that. Didn't have any like of that for a mug. <laughs> Do you take your own tea bags? No, I didn't know, but they had some nice tea out there. Oh, they okay. do a good brew, do they? You about nice tea. He means PG tips, innit? Mm. What it's, do you want, Glenn? Uh, have, have you just phoned in to show off about your holiday? Yeah. Oh, well, buy them. <clears throat> I'm surprised that no one... I, maybe we've misjudged this. No one is, is as angry as we are about Ed Miliband being shamed by the sun uh, for not supporting... not, not wearing a uh, Help for Heroes... Uh, wristband. I think the thing is, I think from what I, th- I'm reading here in the sum, is that Ed Miliband's problem is not with the helpful heroes; it's with the sun. Mm-hmm. It's with the sun calling the shots. Because he was he was um, laughed at when he did a picture of him holding the sun a couple of months ago. Do you know what? Actually, I have more respect for him for not joining in. Look at the other three. 
Look at the other three. Cameron's doing that. I know, they're all showing off the wristbands as if to say, look at me, I'm doing this. But you're doing it because the sun's asked you to, or or actually told you to. Really? There's something in, there's something in that. I, 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 have you got more respect for people who are able to say no to charities than those that bang on about them all the time? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We have had some texts. I mean, a lot of sweary and quite rude about the sun. But oh, I'll try to. Um, I'll try to. The only thing in the Sun newspaper is useful for, says John of Milton Keynes, is toilet paper. Oh well, really? Okay. And Daz the trucker says the only reason the help for hero stuff is on the front page is because the Tory scum rag doesn't want to give headlines to the ninety-one-year-old war hero who was talking oh. about the NHS yesterday. That was on the front page of of the um, other paper. I can't remember which one it was. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Two things here. Do you do you uh, uh, agree that the public shaming of Ed Miliband by the Sun is actually pretty nasty and unpleasant and unnecessary? And do you have a sneaking sus- uh, respect for those people who are able to say no to charities? It's a tough. It's a tough one. But I am getting better. I'm certainly good. Certainly can say no to chuggers without any problem at all. And if people are. Um, you know, the wanting donations and they're quite persistent about their donations. I, I'm quite good at saying, do you know what? Thank, I wish you the best of luck with it, but I've got my own charities that I'm supporting and um, so I'm going to say no. It used time. to be that charity was a personal choice and people didn't go on about it. Nowadays, you have to have a flipping big shiny badge to show who you're supporting. The thing I hate, in. the thing I hate, and there is a person who does it here. Oh, I've, 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 well, that's, that's put me in an awkward position, but I'll carry on now. I've started the, uh, the train of thought. I have to get it out. Uh, that sent emails to everybody. Hey, guys! Raising money for such and such. Come on! I'll name and shame those who don't. Well, that, that's not very pleasant. When I get those, I'm more inclined... Well, I, I, I just don't reply. Just don't reply. It's not really the... It's not really the spirit of things. It's is not it? the spirit of things, is it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm seeing long delays at the moment on the A1M heading southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 6 for Welling Garden City. Also the M1 Londonbound, long delays there as well, just after Junction 9 for Redbourne um, and also looking busy to Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road. Um, there's a broken down vehicle there causing delays. Clockwise on the M25 looking very heavy on the sensors just around Junction 25 for Enfield and anti-clockwise on the M25 rather slow moving between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 16 for the M40. The M40 itself, London bound, very heavy moving at the moment between Junction 1A for the M25 and Junction 1 for the Denham roundabouts. So far, not seeing any problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Hundreds of new homes with traveller sites attached are set to be built on Greenbelt land in Hertfordshire. The controversial plans involve six sites in Tring, Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamstead and Bovingdon. David Cameron has told the United Nations that Britain is ready to play its part in confronting Islamic State extremists. Top executives from Hertfordshire-based Tesco could be hauled in front of a parliamentary committee after admitting it had overstated its guidance for half-year profits by 250 million.
million. And an agency claims a transgender model has been barred from a fashion show at next month's Milton Keynes exhibition because the business community is too conservative and not ready to see a transgender on stage. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons have been drawn at home to fellow League One side Sheffield United in the fourth round of the League Cup. Last night's draw gave the Dons a fourth successive home game in this season's competition. They will host the Blades at Stadium MK on October the 28th or 29th. In last night's third round matches, Frank Lampard scored twice as Manchester City thrashed Sheffield Wednesday 7-0. His City manager, Manuel Pellegrini. The thing that we are not talking at this moment we see in the future, I think the most important thing that he's happy now playing here with us that he's a very important player for us and uh, and also that the team played today very well. Elsewhere Chelsea beat Bolton 2-1, Tottenham beat Nottingham Forest 3-1 and Newcastle were 3-2 extra time winners at Crystal Palace. Elsewhere in the fourth round draw, Chelsea will travel to League 2 Shrewsbury, Manchester City will host Newcastle, Liverpool are at home to Swansea. In golf, the opening ceremony for the Ryder Cup at Glen Eagles takes place today. Both captains will also announce tomorrow's first day pairings. World number one Rory McIlroy is leading Europe's challenge. I guess in a way I didn't know what to expect. You know, I knew that it was a big deal but I didn't know how much of a big deal it was to everyone and I haven't played my best in, in either Ryder Cup that I've played in I feel coming in here I've got a, a different role to play you know I'm, I'm the number one player in the world and coming off the back of a couple of majors this year I'm expected to be a leader I'm expected to, to go out and lead by example and, and, and set the tone for the team and in rugby, Wickham-based Wasps are being linked with a move to Coventry's Rico Arena. Wasps have been playing at Adams Park since 2002. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Meatfreemondays.com. Pledge.meatfreemondays.com. You can do it right now, please. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Live music coming up soon from the Shires, who we like. It's BBC Introducing Day, so uh, happy BBC Introducing Day, everybody. But before that, we've been talking about uh, Jason Orange leaving Take That, and you're all obviously very distraught about that. Uh, we have also been talking about the front page of The Sun, which I really think has misjudged the mood ever so slightly. It's a picture of David Cameron wearing a Help for Heroes wristband. Nick Clegg, Farage, about all wearing their Help for Heroes wristbands and making a big point of showing them off in cleverly posed photographs. Miliband's uh, little picture is blank because he has refused, according to the sum. Well, again, they're making lots of assumptions, right? Ed Miliband has refused to support a charity campaign for wounded troops for fear of offending Labour lefties. Now, we don't know that he's not supporting it. What we do know is he's not posed for a photograph for the son wearing a wristband. That's what we know. We don't know he's not supporting it. We don't know if uh, he's wearing a wristband. We don't know if he's made a donation. All we know is he has not posed for a photograph for the son. Uh, and he seems to be being named and shamed for it. Seems a little unfair. We'll speak to Justin in a second, who has taken it to the streets. Before that, though, Simon's in Croxley Green. Morning, Simon. Hello. So, what would you like to say about this? Um, well, I don't think Ed Miliband should be given a hard time for not wearing a Health for Heroes wristband, because um, I don't think it's he's required as a politician to identify himself with 
um, with, uh, with a particular charity, and that this particular charity, Help for Heroes, does have a, a, a political agenda to some extent in, in describing people who, who go to war as heroes. Um, I've just been involved in uh, making a film called Watford's Quiet Heroes, which is about conscientious objectors in the First World War. Um, and I think that uh, that's a particular kind of... People who go to war and fight have a particular kind of heroism, but there are other kinds of heroism associated with, with, with war, and um, it's not necessarily heroic to, to be prepared to go and fight and kill people. So... If Ed Miliband, we don't know what the situation is, if he hasn't given to help for heroes and if he's not worn the armband, do you have more respect for him for doing that or for not doing that? Um, yeah, I have respect for him for being prepared to stand up to, if that is what he's doing, stand up to the Sun's agenda, which is obviously about, um, you know, support, support for a warm... For people who fight and, and, and go to war, well, he's, and, and he, he is. Talk. We, we talk about going to war. The, 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 the government, has, the parliament, has been recalled for Friday, and where it will be discussed about bombing ISIS, ISIL, uh, and Miliband has publicly given his support for that that thing. So he, he's not anti-war. He's not taking a pacifist stance. Oh no, I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, he's not a pacifist at all. Um, but I'm, I'm just saying that I don't think that you know the sons. I don't agree with the sons' agenda in trying to sort of shame him for not not signing up in the same way that um, other political leaders have. And can I just ask, you, 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 uh, you're arguing that uh, conscientious je- objectors, who would have been shot back in the day, are, um, are, are actually quite heroic in, in uh, making the brave decision to stand up against everyone else. Are you suggesting that those who do go to war are not heroes? Um, I think going to war, going to fight, putting your life on the line, obviously requires a great deal of courage, but... Um, in my view, uh, it's very often, if not always, mistaken because uh, wars only create more wars and, and uh, the people who are prepared to stand up against it and say they refuse to fight, ultimately they're the people who are going to make the world a more peaceful place. Well, the Second World War brought us a united Europe. That had to happen, didn't it? Um, I don't know whether the Second World War had to happen. I think you you wouldn't start from 1939. You'd have to look at the causes of the Second World War. Here we go. Here we go. I heard this on another radio show. I'm going to steal this line, OK? Uh, it, I think it would be pretty hard to argue, and maybe you could, Simon, but it would be pretty hard to argue that World War II was, was not a just war. Okay, there, there could be arguments for it, but but it, it, it seems to me World War Two was a just war. Someone said on another radio station yesterday that ISIL are uh, the twenty first century equivalent of the Nazis, and they are doing the same thing that they that they are they are moving forward, trying to take over land and uh, put their their fascist views on other people. If that's the case, then bombing ISIS and going to war with ISIS ISIL would be a just war, wouldn't it? Um, I don't know that there ever is such a thing as a just war. I mean, that's a, that's another debate in a way. Um, I don't think, ultimately, I don't think you can destroy an idea, no matter how hateful the idea is, um, by bombing it, by, send, by, by violence, by killing people. But we um, ended the concentration camps by going in World War Two. That, that was justified, surely. I know that, wasn't, well, that was a kind of by-product wasn't it? But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. I'm not saying that, you know, there, there wouldn't be circumstances. I can't say, put my hand on my heart and say, there are no circumstances in which I would fight um, or use violence to defend myself or defend the people that I love. 
But um, I think if there are, the more people there are in the world who are prepared to say that they will never use violence in any circumstances, um, the better the chance we have of making the world a more peaceful Simon, place. Simon, you mentioned your film. Is it done? It is. It's going to be uh, premiered at the Pump House in Watford on the 4th of October. And what's it called? It's called Watford's Quiet Heroes Resisting the Great War. Simon, thank you very much indeed. That was interesting, wasn't it? Really interesting. Really. Thank you for that, Simon. What a great call. Every now and then you get one that shines like a gem, and that was, uh, that was fascinating. Yeah, ex- I, I, I nicked it from another radio station, but someone phoned up and said ISIL are our equivalent of the Nazis. And it, 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 it kind of struck me that maybe that is yeah. the case. It's all about domination. Yeah. There's, there's, no reason, there's no reasoning with them because they're absolutely convinced that their way is the only way. Although, I tell you what's interesting about... Um, because a month ago we were against uh, the, the majority... The poll were showing that the majority of the British public were against action against ISIL. I, I think the polls are showing now that that, that, that swung the other way. Uh, and what's interesting is, a month ago, they were um, shooting thousands of women and children mm. and pushing them into mass graves and doing all kinds of horrible things, thousands. What's happened in that month is uh, one or two English people have been beheaded. That's it. That, I mean, that's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah, we knew about the mass rapes. We knew about the murders. We knew about the children being buried alive before. So is the death... Is it one or is it two English people? I can't remember. I know that Alan Henning, uh, Mr Henning is, is still there and there's been a couple of... Let, let's say it's, it's one English and two American. Apologies if it's not the case. Is that a good enough argument for war that, that, that uh, an English person and two Americans have been murdered? Is that a good enough argument to go to war? Is that a stronger argument than thousands of women and children being murdered and raped? I don't know. I don't know. 08459 455555. We're going off on a slight tangent, but th- th- that's what we do from time to time. The reason we're talking about this, Justin, mm. is the front page of The Sun. Ed Miliband is being shamed. Yeah. For, well, it says here for refusing to support a charity campaign for wounded troops. We don't know he's no, refusing to support it. All we know is he's not had a picture taken with the armband on for The Sun. That's all we know. According to The Sun, he's turned down a photograph opportunity four times. I'm sure that he probably does support the charity, but does he have to be on the front page of a newspaper with a wristband on? Well, well, no, he doesn't. And to be quite honest with you, Ian, I can't believe this is on the front page of a national newspaper. I can, I can, because this this isn't the story. The story is Ed Miliband is down on the floor. The Sun want the, uh, the Conservatives to have a majority victory, so Ed Miliband, who's Posing, still, even despite his muff-ups, posing a bit of a threat. Mm. Let's give him a kicking now. <laughs> right, that, that's what the story really is. Yeah, a bit cheap and nasty. Well, Ian, I've taken the sun to the streets this morning, showing people the front page, getting their reaction. Here's what happened. Sir, you're seeing the front page of the sun there. Is that right, what this newspaper is doing, naming and shaming him because he won't wear the bracelet? Absolutely not. The sun hates Miliband and take any opportunity to actually ensure that they paint him in a bad light. So... I don't agree with what they're doing. Is it bullying? Absolutely, they've got it in for him. Ever since he stood up to Murdoch a few years ago, press is owned by Murdoch and they're going for him, big time. Miliband's committed to supporting troops, but wearing a bracelet isn't necessarily the best way. Thanks for your time, really appreciate you're it. Right. Maureen, tell us your thoughts on this. Uh, big talking point for our show this morning. I would say, are you going to take an awful lot of notice of the sun? Uh, and that's all I can say, really. It's not a very good quality newspaper. Um, yeah, I think the sun are just, they're just clutching at straws. He's not the flavour of the month at the moment, so I think they're just trying to name and shame him. What they're doing is wrong, yeah. Well, Paul, there's the front page of the sun. Cameron Clegg Farage and a blank photo. 
to be quite of, of honest, he does, look, he does look better blank. <laughs> <laughs> you said that, not me. I mean, do you think that's fair, though, naming and shaming him because he won't have his photograph taken with a charity bracelet? No, I don't. No, not at all. It's everybody's right to do what they want. It's supposed to be a free world. A bit harsh, then. Just a bit harsh. Surprising. It's very mm. rarely... You get a, a Vox where everyone's supporting Ed Miliband. Absolutely. I think, you know, people seeing this this morning just think it's it's wrong. It, it's totally wrong what they're doing, naming and shaming. If he wants to have that photograph taken, that's his decision. That certainly shouldn't be on the front page of a national newspaper. There are other charities where uh, the, the charity themselves can be a little bit... Um forceful yeah. in, in, in uh, encouraging you to uh, to support them. Poppies yeah. is is one. I did the Alan Titchmar show the other day and we recorded a piece for November and I was told I had to wear a poppy. I was told I had to wear a poppy. Mm. Not your choice then. It's somebody telling you to wear it. And of course, if somebody working for the BBC is on television not wearing a poppy, all the newspapers will be absolutely outraged about that. But again, that's that individual's decision, not the organisation. It's up to that person, surely. Do you know we're not allowed to wear charity things generally you know people have different charities they support but Are if you not? have something on no they'll tell you to take it off oh. i mean that's what i've heard that wouldn't be allowed to wear a white poppy on the bbc mm. no you certainly wouldn't. that wouldn't happen no little pink ribbon for breast cancer care i think that there is there are times when you are allowed to wear them if there's a particular item you're doing but i think generally you're not supposed to have any sort of outward show of allegiance like that mm. maybe next come maybe next week let's do a little thing on wristbands because i do i do really hate these wristbands i do hate them i think i i, I think people wear them uh, to to show off i think the majority of, i'm sure there are s- some people who wear them to um because you know maybe they lost their dad to a certain disease or something mm. like that and it kind of makes them feel close to someone they've lost or because they genuinely want to promote, yeah. you know, they want to start conversations and, and, and just trigger off thoughts in people's mind about a specific charity. But I think the majority of people, are sho- it's just middle-class people showing off to feel good about themselves. I don't know, you see, I, I think they're a great idea because I think, you know, any sort of money you're raising for a charity it is, is a great thing. But again, it goes back to the individual. If you want to wear that charity bracelet, that is your decision. Nobody should be forcing you to wear that and certainly not forcing you to wear it and have your photograph taken Let's with it. maybe do something on the charity bracelets tomorrow. Let's take it a little bit further, because right. I, I do like this. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of against them on the most part, but I don't have a particularly strong argument about it. It's just a feeling. You do I see have. some people with armfuls of them, oh, and you think, what's man, that for? Justin, we'll talk about it after the show. Excellent stuff, as always. Thank you very much. 08459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1, heading northbound, looking very heavy on the sensors at the moment, between Junction 13 for Bedford and Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. Um, the M1 London bound, severe delays as well, just after Junction 9 for Redbourne. There's a broken down vehicle there, causing lots of delays on camera. The A1M, looking heavy on the sensors, heading southbound, between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 6 for Wellin. And the M25, heading anti-clockwise, very slow on sensors, between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. Taking a look so far at the trains, everything's running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Nicola. 
8.46. It's Thursday the 25th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hundreds of new homes with traveller sites attached are set to be built on Greenbelt land in Hertfordshire. The controversial plans involve six sites in Tring, Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Bovingdon. David Cameron has told the United Nations that Britain is ready to play its part in confronting Islamic State extremists. And an agency claims a transgender model has been barred from a fashion show at next month's Milton Keynes uh, exhibition because organisers think the business community is too conservative and not ready to see a transgender person on stage. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. Well, it's a chilly but bright start to the day. However, we have cloud increasing and by this afternoon there's not much sunshine left, but it should stay dry with light southwesterly winds and temperatures reaching 18 degrees Celsius. It's a cloudy but warmer night than it was last night with lows of 14 degrees Celsius and a fair amount of cloud around tomorrow as well. By the afternoon though, we are starting to see some breaks so hopefully some sunny spells to finish off the day with temperatures reaching 20 degrees Celsius. Now, it's fairly warm, staying largely dry over the next few days, including the weekend, when we'll have fairly foggy starts, but uh, hopefully some sunny intervals by the afternoon, but an increasing risk of showers for Monday and Tuesday. Still quite warm, though, until the high pressure builds from the middle of the week. And that's your latest forecast. On Saturday afternoon, we're back to a full day of traditional kickoffs. Maria into the area, low-drilled shot, into the back of the net. All five of our teams kick off at three, and we'll have live and uninterrupted commentary on Stevenage, MK Dons... Ali on a hat-trick, right-footed, he gets his hat-trick! Watford... Hey, Cathcart! Equalises for Watford on the volley! And Luton... Right-footed, oh, he saved it! Comes back out to Cullen, and Cullen scores! Plus, regular updates... From Wickham. It's Woods, it's a goal, it's Sam Woods. Listen to your local team in Three Counties Sport. Saturday from 2 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. I can see Catherine laughing in the next studio, and that really doesn't. Uh, Who's she laughing at? I don't know, it doesn't sit comfortable. She's not l- listening to this, probably watching Good Morning This Is Britain or something. Okay. Now, it's. Kelly, come to the microphone and tell us what it is today that we're doing. BBC Introducing Day. Hey, happy BBC hey, Introducing Day. High five. High five. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, we, did a, we actually did a, oh, real, yeah, we did a real a real high five. And what, what does that mean, though, Kelly? It's just a day to celebrate oh. all things introducing. OK, now now at my personal space. Oh, sorry, so that's bye. a little bit aw- awkward. Uh, we've got a band in the, We've got the Shires in the studio. Good morning, Chrissy. Good morning, Ben. Hello. Morning. Thank morning. you very much for coming in. Thank you for having us. Uh, should we just get straight in with a song and then we'll have a chat? Why not? Should we do that? Yeah. Are you going to stand or are you going to sit? What's, what's your thoughts? What do you think? Oh, I might stand, you know. You, you, Why not? You stand up. And let's. Uh, yeah, you go on up. You go. She stood. There we are. There we go. Not much. You're staying sat because you've not got a guitar strap. I, no, not with me. Unbelievable. I do own one, but not with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we could all club together and get you some. Right. What are you going to sing for us first? Uh, we're going to do Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Hey, guys, oh, I'll right. shut up. Get straight in there, then. Away you go. Listen carefully 
Have some of that. That's brilliant. That's you can sit down now. Have a breather. Thank you. We're going to do another one in a second. So we've not got much time. I don't want to hear a second song. That's yes. fantastic. That's genuinely brilliant. Thank uh, you. And it's, it's, such, it's such a pleasure to have because you came in before and uh, Kelly said, "Hey, we should get a band in." You were the first choice. So thank you so much. Thanks. You uh, were part of BBC Introducing. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you followed. You what? You uploaded your track to the website. Was that it? Is that how it worked? Yeah, totally. We just, um, this is ages ago now, it feels yeah. like. It was a year and a half ago, a year, year ago. Um, just uploaded our track and, yeah, you guys had us in. And but in that year, 
loads of stuff has happened, isn't it? Yeah, what, it's what, kind of been a whirlwind. To so be what's honest. happened? Well, we met in May last year, yeah. um, and then we we just so happened to do a tiny little cider festival um, local here in Haynes Village, mm. and um, um, in the audience was somebody that happened to know somebody else who happened to be our manager yeah. right now, um, and he managed to pass our stuff on to to um, to Radio Two, and um, they opened a couple of doors, and we signed our deal with Decca wow. in, in February. See, even I've heard of Decca. That's not some yeah. kid in his bedroom with a record. That's Decca Records, for yeah. goodness sakes. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, you've been to Nashville as well to record. We did, yeah. How cool was that? Um, yeah, two weeks after signing our deal, we, we were out in Nashville wow. writing and recorded the album out there. And yeah, it's, it was crazy. When is the album coming out? We're hoping January. Right. Um, so it's all recorded, all ready to go. It's all mastered. Um, haven't got any photos. The sound is yeah. ready, but yeah. <laughs> we have no Image. no yeah. images. Or so when, when it comes out, come in, if, unless you're too big for us, then. Well. You'll be doing Ken no, Bruce. Be like- <laughs> you'll be doing Ken Bruce. We can take him. We'll play the song from the, from the, the album anyway. Uh, if people want to find out more, what's the, what's the, where do they go on the internet? We're on Facebook and Twitter, The Shires UK. I'm rushing on because we've only got a few minutes left. I want another song. So what have you got for us now uh this is our first single uh was our first yes. single called nashville grace guys and it was all about us um you know our going to nashville and what it would be like and how we imagined it would be like before we'd we'd gone there actually yeah. brilliant okay up you get let's uh are you ready he's just tuning oh, he's sorry, tuning yeah. this is their b-side it's called tuning <laughs> right, away you go
indeed kelly good work for me introducing day we're going to skip the travel i'm afraid that's it that's your lot thank you that was brilliant thank you so much thank you i really enjoyed that no it's a pleasure uh that's it that's your lot thank you to kelly thank you to justin thank you to um um catherine boyle we'll be back tomorrow at six until then from us ta-ta